stay on your side of the street and smile. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, May 5th, 2013. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 510. This is No Agenda. Buenos dias, a single from the Travis Heights hideout where so call me's mofo in Austin, Texas in the morning, everybody. I'm your Tourette terrorist, Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, uh, where I remain, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Viva Cristo Rey. Hey, it's Sanco de Mayo. Hey, Sanco de Mayo to you. Yeah, well, we didn't get much uh, action this week in terms of our people helping us out because we got blacklisted by the Google police. Well, let me just say... Um, that uh, it is, uh, first of all, I'm looking for a job. It is a sad, sad state of affairs where we have, in exchange for cheap trinkets like Chrome and Gmail and Google Docs and all of this crap, we have allowed the government, because let us be honest, Google is the government, uh, now police the Internet, and we are allowing it. Well, I've got a column coming out uh, in PC Magazine tomorrow, Monday. Maybe we need and to explain people, what's happening first. People Just, should read it. Well, here's what happened. There's a, uh injection infection uh, taking place on a lot of WordPress blogs. Now, I'm seeing it, and it showed up, immediately showed up uh, on my blog uh, through some mechanism we still can't identify where it's coming from. I honestly believe it still could be coming from Google since on one of the uh, – uh, safe browsing pages. It shows that they're infected, but that's to be discussed in another uh, venue. Anyway, so we got this, and so we immediately got blacklisted, uh, and on the Chrome browser, and then we got blacklisted on the uh, uh, Firefox. Firefox browser, which apparently uses the same blacklist now. And the question, by the way, just as an aside, let me mention that this is a WordPress exploit. Dvorak.org slash NA is a stagnant page that has nothing to do with my WordPress. Oh, well, let me just take this a little further because while this uh, – and so what happens, just so people who haven't seen it, you can probably go to – in fact, if this is 2015, you can still probably go to Dvorak.org and see this. Um, and up pops a uh, – in fact, let's just take a look at this because this is this – is, it's not just saying, hey, something could go wrong here. No, no. There is a little uh, drawing, a cartoon of John. It is actually John with his uh, prison stripes crawling through your laptop screen and pressing your keyboard. And the statement, this website contains malware. And what's interesting is that when this happened to Dvorak.org, it happened to Curry.com. It happened to NA Show Notes. It happened to NoAgendaShow.com. And uh, the reason it happened there is because of a simple image that was linked from the Dvorak website, from a static uh, page, just from a, not just an image on your server. So even an embed is what that technically is, uh, and that's just an image coming from your website was enough to blacklist my sites, the show site, and the show notes site as having malware, which is technically not true. Now, here's... here's and and, and, and uh, noagendashow.com is on Squarespace, which is notorious for preventing this stuff. Yeah, so it's... it's but here's, So why would they get blacklisted? Well, because... Well, there's a couple... Of pro first of all, this is the, this is the problem when you let a company 
be the boss. And so we've, oh, Chrome. And by the way, Chrome is probably the best browser out there when it comes to being fast and not crashing like a, like a, a bunch of crap like Firefox does all the time. And uh, we as an entire universe have allowed this to happen. It's like, like the Indians, like the American Indians taking, oh, it's, it's, oh, look at the beads. They're so pretty. Oh, a mirror. I can see my face. And now we have this and now they're the boss because apparently, no matter what website you go to, these browsers are reporting back to uh, Command Google. Central, to Google. And just, let me stop you there. When did we get browser level blacklisting? When did that happen? Well, apparently it's, it's no one. Well, here's the, here's the thing that's really sad. Because I was sitting back and watching the emails just stream in. You, by the way, were sitting in your underwear on your chaise lounge, had no idea. I had to call you. <laughs> I was, well, well, I was on it when you called. You were on the chaise lounge. I opened up my browser. Hey, your site's blocked. You were in your chaise lounge because you went, oh, really? Oh, well, hold on. Let me check. No. Um, but here's, here's the thing that is sad. The majority of people that I got email from and very intelligent people because this has nothing to do with being smart or dumb, but it's just understanding of the technology of what's happening, actually believe, and I can still see this in the comments on the, the post you put on Dvorak.org slash blog, actually believe that the browser is scanning for uh, like some super virus detector and the browser is scanning and looking to make sure that the websites are safe. Because the minute, you know, you, of course, your, this exploit was cleaned up and that was, and that was taken care of. And people are still saying, no, the browser still reports it as it's a problem. The browser is not scanning for anything. This is a blacklist. You're on a, it's like Schindler's list. Screw it. This is, this is Goebbels' list. You're on the, yeah, the opposite. I'm sorry. Yes. You're on the, you're on the Hitler list, the Google SS Sicherheitspolizei shit list. And until they decide to take you off, which I'm sure, you know, they're really motivated to do that after you, you know, say that their, their, their toy project is, uh, is a hoax. So I'm sure they're real motivated to go rushing over to the database. One keystroke could fix this problem. Could fix it. Well, here's, here's what bothers me the most about what you just said. They are obviously using the Google bots to find stuff and then they put it on a blacklist. Obviously, they don't do a very good job of it because it might, a vast and, and other virus checkers will find pages constantly that have something on them they don't, that it doesn't like and refuses to let me look at it unless I go through a, a process, which I prefer. I'd rather be told by my own virus checker because if the page gets fixed and I go back and the virus checker doesn't see anything, then, well, okay, here's, here's the page. Schmitt's this list. isn't the case with Google. <laughs> they send the robot out, they find a bad page, put it on the blacklist, and then when the robot goes back out and they see the page is clean, why isn't the blacklist cleaned up in the exact same milliseconds oh, that no. it was banned? Oh, no, no. This is, so this is how, this is the thing that, and I should have known when this happened to me. Remember I had the Big App Show app, and I, it was great. I was doing like a couple thousand dollars a month and, you know, with, with people, you know, uh, liking uh, the ads that I was, I was actually programming ads in my apps. Like, hey, man, this might be something you're interested in. And then Google uh, sent me a note and said, oh, listen. This is clearly click fraud. Clearly, you're, you know, you're enticing your audience to, uh, to click on these ads. So, yeah, I'm telling this is stuff that's relevant. And they said, well, you're blacklisted forever. You can fill out a form, which, of course, I did. And it goes in, you know, straight into the trash. Bitbucket. Dev null. 
And I'm I'm forever banned from ever using uh, any of Google's ad products ever again. There's no way to undo that. And this is go this potentially could go on for months. This problem you have. Of course, we're bitching about it, so maybe they'll understand the P. Maybe. Yeah, what, who am I kidding? No, no, no. I'm no. fuck about it. They have who a thing. In fact, they have no relationships with the press. No, they don't give I a mean, crap. It, they have a little thing called press at Google.com. And you're Ooh. supposed to go. And, then you, and they always send you notes back rare, when they rarely send them. And it's anonymous. It's all anonymous. They're, they do not interact at all because, again, who knows? I mean, they, it's just their style. And I, by the way, I also want to call out some people. The people on G, uh, Google Plus that that you know piece of shit that is trying to compete with Facebook and uh, Twitter. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, people. This is John actually mad. I just want to point out the John is actually mad now for all the times you weren't sure. Now he's pissed. Go ahead, John. So, <laughs> so I want to call out Jeff Jarvis as a douchebag. Hank, uh, if you'd hit the button for me, of course. Wait, well, let me, he writes what, in there. One for oh, me. Jeff Jarvis. This is, a guy, this is a guy who wrote a book on, on what Google. would Google do. Yeah, and he's a professor at one of the New York's colleges, Fear Factories. And he says Google's. He's just a post he did on the third. Google's grand gentleman, Matt <laughs> Cutts, refuses to lower himself to the level of John C. Dvorak's narc. Really, John, do you think Google would bother itself and risk its reputation to bring revenge upon it? everyone who ever said anything bad about them? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is that but what Jeff Jarvis wrote? Yeah. What an a-hole. And who is this Cuts guy? Because I saw his thing. He's the, he's the Google grand gentleman. The grand gentleman? Is he, is he a dandy? I, uh, it's what Jarvis calls him. <laughs> hey, by the way, now Skype is starting to suck. Could you stop writing columns about these companies, please? You know, we're trying, <laughs> trying to run a business here. This is, <laughs> this is not working out for us. So, yeah, I read uh, Cutts's, uh hold on a second, he wrote something. I mean, these guys basically have become the police. Yes, and that's the question that I'm asking. Why and how did anyone let this happen? And we why are did. we putting up with it? Okay, so this is this is what I said. We're putting up with it because we took trinkets of browser crap in exchange, all free. Oh, it's free, and here you go. Now Google is in charge. The, the only avenue I see left, there's only three things we can do. One, uh, there's a job opening for uh, director of news and content at Twitter, which I think you and I should consider. <laughs> I have the job posting here. We should probably look at that. Um, two, um, we can uh, become whores, prostitutes. I mean, like, really? That would be kind of what I was thinking of. And uh, and three, this is really the only thing, is there needs to be an independent web browser, and maybe that's a Kickstarter project. No, that's a Kickstarter project. You need $100 million dollars. Seriously, you, you need a lot of money um, to really build this and maintain it, and you know, for fifteen yeah, you years. Yeah, you have to set up a. Sh you have to oh, set yeah. up shop. Oh, you know, this is know, this. A, oh yeah, that's a real business because Mozilla's out of the picture now. If they're just Mozilla, no, yeah, but, Google stuff. But Mozilla does a hundred million dollars a year in payments for for making Google the default search. Right. So they're all compromised. It all roads lead back to Google. So the only thing that can be done is we need a truly independent browser that you know that that has it's financed. And maybe every ten years we have to raise another hundred million dollars. And otherwise, 
You get what you pay for. Oh, I got free email. I got a free browser. It's so great. This is what's going to happen. And pretty soon, it's not just going to be some bogative claim of malware. It's going to be, oh, that's hate speech. No, you can't see that website. Oh, that's bullying. No, you can't see that website. No, I agree. That's exactly that's, where this, that's where this is heads. headed. That's where this is headed, and, and I'm sure everyone loves it. We're on Schmidt's list, by the way. That's what it is, not Schindler, Schmidt's list. Schmidt. Schmidt. That Nazi Schmidt. I'll say it. I'll say it. this. This is this is very very dangerous. What's happening here? And and here we go. Head of news and journalism. Now there's an opening in San Francisco or New York, but I think we could probably split it. And uh, I'll, I'm sure Mickey would move to New York with me if we had to eat. Um, and this is uh, Twitter is playing an integral role in the evolution of the new. I mean, we might as well just ruin everything. Should we? Can we become head of news and journalism at Twitter? You and me together. Yeah, that's, that would. Yeah, that would do it. <laughs> I love it when uh, when they when they can't even write English in their own job posting. You, <laughs> here it is. Here, you will be also Twitter's representative to the news industry. <laughs> You will be also, also Twitter's representative to Sounds news like industry. Yoda wrote it. <laughs> they have computers writing their job descriptions now. You will be also based belong to us. And how can they put that out there for the news and journalism job posting? You will be also Twitter's representative to the news industry. Apparently, they should be hiring copy editors, <laughs> not uh, anything else. So, uh, yeah. So, of course, uh, uh, just like when you have a bandwidth problem um, or when you have a, a DNS issue as it's propagating throughout the internet, it hurts. It re- it always, always hurts. And I got a lot of emails from people saying, you know, hey, I can't donate because I'm afraid that I'm going to get infected. Uh, even and, those are the, and those are the stagnant pages, which really galls me. Static is, is, is the, the static, well, static pages. Sta- yes, well, sta- they're, stagnant they're stagnant too. <laughs> I got to update them more often. You are technically correct, stagnant. They're stagnant pages. So then, so I set up donate.curry.com, and uh, so I I sucked down the the donation page, and I still had to I had to like remove the word Dvorak. I, you know, I was kept trying to find out why is it still popping up. Because you know, so that was a a page hosted on Amazon's S three. You can't get more stagnant than that. And uh, but I ha- it was still referring to an image the night. The, the Night Shield image, which is was hosted on your stagnant server. And uh, and it was throwing up the the malware thing. Huh. Yeah. And now, by the way, I'm also um, being listed as infected. You're not getting... Yeah. I'm, <laughs> you passed on your, your, your Google AIDS to me, man. Fuck off with that. This is this is so bad. This is really... It's sad. It's just sad. It's just... Well, he, what's really bad about it is the... Now that you mentioned these anomalies, which make zero sense, uh, you have a uh, you know a very obviously an incompetent operation going on that is that is ruining things. Let, let's point out a couple of things about Google and all this free stuff. They seem to be a company a little bit. I didn't think this at first, but I'm starting to notice it, a little bit like Microsoft, where they get something going like Gmail. Gmail is, is the was the leader of the of the free email operations. They suck a lot of people in, into it, tons. It became the dominant player. And then they let it just stagnate. It's, it hasn't been updated. It hasn't been, except they put this little JavaScript, it appears, JavaScript thing in the corner where you now when you compose the message, it's actually screwier than it used to be. Yeah. 
and it jumps around and has all, all these issues. And it's just a, it's a piece of crap and uh, compared to everything else. And they don't seem to care which because they got their people in it and they're done. I think the, the search engine is probably maybe the guys at Microsoft are correct. At well, the, and, 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 and let me just put, and can you um, try something for me? Can you turn turn down the, or uh, in, put less output of the mic into Skype? Because whenever you really modulate, it just it breaks up and, and it's usually doesn't do that. Let me turn me down. Just a, just a tad, maybe not too that? much. Well, I don't know. We'll have to find. Give me some level. Yes, dang. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. The, now, now here's here's the here's the worst part of it. This so-called malware, this horrible hidden frame, right, was not going to necessarily go in and eat up your computer registry or install a key logger or whatever. It's an SEO hack, okay? And it's for some, like, organic bullcrap stuff that is really, it's a hack against Google so that this product will show higher in rankings. So Google is not protecting you, not protecting your computer, certainly not protecting your server, John, your, your WordPress, but it's protecting their business, that's what that's what's going on here. And they're spying on you. They're spying on every single page you go to. Chrome is reporting back to home base, checking to see if it's okay to talk to these pages. Do you understand the significance of that? Do, do people really get what, what's going on here? And the crazy Apparently, thing is... Apparently, the answer to that is no. no. But the crazy thing is, oh, we, we can change this. I mean, they don't own the internet. But they certainly own the experience with these browsers. And, of course, uh, Mozilla is completely compromised, we know now, because they're, they're calling from the same database. They take $100 million a year from, from Google. Uh, so done. They're compromised. We need a true independent uh, consortium that will have to be funded by people who give a, who give a crap and otherwise pff, enjoy. I mean, I, personally, I'm going back to links. I mean, the Lynx browser rocks. <laughs> and I got my ham radio license, so at the end of the day, I'm good. I'm golden. Yeah, I may start uh, seeing if I'm using Linux and Conqueror. <laughs> Conqueror? What? It's not, another not obscure, obscure browser. browser. There's a bunch of them out there. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. All right, so, so anyway, so that's so we're screwed for until they fix this, and they're going to take their sweet time because they can... Put you on the blacklist in a millisecond, but they can't. The same mechanism can't seem to take you off the blacklist for unless you. The other thing is they want you to go to Webmaster Tools, which is a Google product, and file a, a request they for. Want a you to, no, they, they want you to chain and add a DNS record. Did you see this? No, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, one. you have to add to prove that it's your domain. Prove you have to add a, a DNS text record TXT. Uh, because they're they're doing they also want control of DNS. I mean, if people don't people are like yeah, Google's DNS servers are great. It's simple to remember eight dot eight dot eight dot eight. It's great. Oh, Google is great. Yeah, keep doing that, slaves. Keep doing that because they're taking over. And just like you know, people are now finally discovering, and even that. And, and by the way, people who don't care, you don't deserve anything. Oh, hey, it's funny. On Facebook, not everyone sees when I update. No, Facebook is deciding what what of your posts are going to be seen by who, unless you pay them $7. That's when you know that they'll... And even then, you're not sure that they're showing it to everybody. This is what's next with Google. You're going to get DNS redirects. You're going to get 
pages that just either won't work or you get, you know, one of these little prison, little, little thief in a prison outfit with his hand reaching through. I mean, this is, that is truly, go back and look at some of the Nazi propaganda about Jews. That is what is on that page, John. That is an anti-Jew propaganda piece from Google. I'm sorry. Look at it. Have you, do you remember? Of course you do. But do you remember the, the Nazi propaganda against Jews? They had them in, like, they're thieves and prisoners in the night and they had little cartoons? Yeah. That's vaguely. what that is. Vaguely. That's what that is. Look at it. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty onerous in a funny, in a kind of a lighthearted way. It's not funny. It's not lighthearted because they literally are calling you and your website, um, calling you a thief. I'm not just malware. It's a thief. There's a thief, and you're reaching through someone's screen, and you're touching their their keyboard. I'm sorry. I take this stuff very seriously. Words matter. Drawings matter even more. Anyway, well, you know, it's a the operation is uh, just you know idealistically uh, we won't do evil and all the rest of the crap. You know, it's it's just completely off the track. Yeah. And and. But still, it just stuns me that it's gotten this far with the Google police running the blacklist, browser-level blacklist. This is not a corporate blacklist. This is not a blacklist from the country of China on in, incoming traffic. This is a browser-level, right at the very top, right in your face blacklist run by Google and not an independent operation by any means. Uh, it, and no one has said anything or bitched about this? No. No, and but it's worse. People. I mean, when the when the internet first came along, everybody and their sister was moaning about advertisement. There was, you know, there was like, yeah. you get. The, yeah. Oh no, I got it. I got it. Hey, Curry, your MTV.com, get off, man! You're ruining the web. You're ruining the. They even have a web. You're ruining the internet, man. You're ruining it. Well, yeah. There yeah, and there's a, there's some little event takes place in a foreign country. And everyone changes their Twitter icons green or blue or purple or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that all does, it yeah. takes place. But nobody cares at all no. that Google now no. owns the web. No. Essentially, yeah. ah, they own of, it. No, they totally own it. Done. Yeah, they own it. Over. Yeah, and you kowtow to them, or you or you f off. Yeah, and this, this is one and, of the reasons I think Jarvis, who wrote a book of you know what uh, would Google do, which deifies Google if the title doesn't. Uh, it, it would slam me out of the blue with a with an unnecessary post uh, with uh, his I guess his buddy Matt cuts Google's grand gentleman. I mean, it's disgusting. Hey, will you call me back? It's really hard. This is it's gonna, it's getting a little tough to talk. Why don't you call me? All right. Well, what shall I call you? That's the next thing that started to suck. Is then we got Microsoft screwing up with Skype. It's like everything. Yep, it's that, also quick. Well, everything that's good, you know, corporations come in and screw up. When are we going to figure this out? When are we going to say, oh, it's like you know, it's like everyone's like, well, I can't wait for Google Fiber coming to Austin. Screw that. Screw it. I don't want your Google Fiber. What? So you can just cut more stuff off, lock me out when you feel like it. This is, isn't this what net neutrality is supposed to thwart? I mean, I'm all for security, and I'm all for, um, you know, if I feel that, you know, I'm worried about uh, what's happening with my computer, I can install software from companies I think I can trust. I don't trust them either, by the way. Um, but I think it's a little overbearing that we've allowed Google to, to really 
just do whatever. I didn't ask for this. I can't turn it off. Are you still there? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and Jeff Jarvis? On your side. Yeah. No, Jeff Jarvis, he should be ashamed of himself for writing that. Now he's probably on the take. Well, you know, it would make sense. God, I mean, what's the why, what, all, why is all of a sudden he defending Google? Yeah, wh- wh- who died and made him uh, their fairy? Head of Google. Head of Google. Well, Google well, doesn't even bother to defend itself. It doesn't need to. Now, now I know I never get letters back from the press at Google.com. Yeah, well, certainly not letters, maybe an email, but uh, well, well, I, mean, well, well, I wouldn't email, be going sorry. to the mailbox. So what's your column going to be I, about? What, and, do, and, what it's going it, to, it's just the title is who, uh, what is the title? Who made, when, when did Google become the internet police? That's the title. Right. Well, and uh, then I bitch about what happened, yeah. and I have a few point pointers to here and there, and then yeah. I I don't I'm going to probably do a follow up column moaning about this stuff that you just brought up about the linked uh, photos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which will probably be on Wednesday or Thursday, and hey. then and, and, I and, and, I ask the question I'm asking you, which is why where's the tech community? Oh no no the, the tech community is afraid because they all want to be hired by Google. You see, this is how it works. And and if they're not being hired by Google, they're probably where the money is working in SEO and they don't want to get blacklisted by Google, you know, because you don't want your name out there. You got to be flying under the radar. The true the true tech community um, is like us eating mac and cheese, brother. Is the people who are vocal? They're not gonna, no one's going to be vocal about this. They're afraid. This is this is no different from celebrities or royalty. People like Jeff Jarvis, you know. And by the way, where's Stallman on this? Well, they're just sucking Google's cock, sucking a cock. That's one way of putting it. It's, okay. Well, that's that's my emotion. That's my Tourette speaking, but that's my emotional side. Yeah. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, he has Tourette's. Well, there was some news. <laughs> Besides we, us, we should start. The, we should have a disclaimer at the beginning of the, before the show starts, like an insert. Warning: This program contains language spoken by a sufferer of Tourette syndrome. Do not be offended. He's just ill. Yeah. <laughs> so we do have some news besides us. Although it's uh, uh, us is a good news uh, item, seems to me. Yeah. Well. Uh, oh, okay. Can I? But I think before, I think we're done. Before you know, I just wanted to say one other thing while we're on big companies. Uh, I'd like to send, say something to Amazon. Uh, Amazon.com. Jeff Bezos. Um, I thought you really knew me, and uh, I've I've you know, you know, I know you try to send me offers about products and services based upon. You know what I've read or what I watched or you know um, you know things that I've bought. But please, stop sending me Mother's Day advertisements. She's been dead for six years. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Yeah, and so it's that, insulting. That, that's very insulting, Jeff Bezos. I hate that. Don't you hate that? I know you get it. Your mom's passed. Yeah, it's my and, and I said this to Mickey this morning. She's like, yeah, I get that too. It's hurtful. You know, it's like what? How, Just reminding people that their mothers died in some yeah. sick way. Well, it's sick. Yeah, it is sick. I'm telling it's you, sick. And they're supposed to know so much. I mean, you 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 think that I need the strawberry flavored condoms? Yet you don't know my mom is dead. Please get with the, my program. Huh? Yeah. What does it take to tick off a box? 
Yeah, really. I mean, I'll, I'll even do a survey. Is anyone in your family dead? Yes. Mother? No. Can Maybe you can do a time release on some other family members. <laughs> and, they, and, yeah, and then... <laughs> and uh, then they just won't send me that. It's like, you don't want to hurt me every single time. And it's bad. Last chance for Mother's Day. It's like, no, no, I don't have a last chance for that. And worse, then I'm like, oh, maybe I should send something to my ex-wife because she's the mother of my kid. Now you really got my brain messed up. It's like, ah, I don't want to send anything to anybody. Stupid. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. And then drawback of all this crap. Obviously... This is much more important than Israel nuking Syria, clearly, because we had we made no money. Should we just thank our executive producer? Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, our one executive producer came in on this Sanko de Mayo. Not even associate. No, well, he, he no. The rule is that if you're the if you're in a, an associate level, but nobody's higher than you, the highest associate gets executive producer. Oh, okay. I would read the rules, but I'm sorry. There's a, you know, there's a little uh, guy. I, I've in, said this rule over and over again. No, so Joshua Dale, Esquire, Sir Joshua to you and Monty Rio, California, sent in 250 bucks. He's our only executive producer. Uh, he's the got DUI help.com guy. Oh. A uh, lawyer that handles, I uh, guess, cases of uh, DUI. I, I know his number here in Texas. It's like 777777. Well, that'd be easy to remember. Says working on a second knighthood, just getting by by eating by eating Annie's organic shells and white cheddar, <laughs> and he would love a Kiki Science mumble, Leo Science, and LGY. Oh wow! Okay, Kiki Science mumble, Leo Science, and LGY. Shut up already! It's science. Yeah. Science. Yay! <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't bad. I do have another uh, 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 possible uh, science. Uh, it may be, have to be clipped a little bit, but I have a on my clip. Science is everything. This was taken from uh, a piece of crap movie that uh, I have a list of it here somewhere. I'll get the name of it, but but uh, play it. I've studied it, but I don't comprehend the science. What if it's not science? What if it's something bigger than science? Science is everything. <laughs> Am I still your favorite subject? <laughs> you know, I had a conversation. Um, we were at Halcyon on Saturday. And by the way, like everybody showed up this weekend. It was just crazy. Like this... Uh, uh, Gene Baron de, de, de Marriott, uh, the sheriff of Texas. We had uh, Mike, uh, the, the producer Mike, show up. We just oh, and, oh, and the, uh, my Obama bot friends from the dinner. Who, by the way, uh, now keep keep like chiding me. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Was that too Obama bot that I said just there? <laughs> as well, they should. <laughs> and by the way, uh, so Lori Frick, she has an art show in San Francisco, and she really wants you to come. She really wants you to come. She says okay. she, she she guarantees cheap Chardonnay and plastic glasses. That sounds right. <laughs> and I she, said she knows the drill. <laughs> and I said I'll ask. I'll ask. And she would. She's a big fan. She's a. She's like. She's like a, a huge fan. Like oh, will only listen to Twit when you're on it type fan. So uh, anyway, uh, so so everyone's stopping by, and we're talking about science. And I think. Science. What, and I think what happened in the psyche. Um, Somewhere along the, I think it's the when a lot of people started believing, or uh, you know, we kind of moved in the in the media from creationism to um, the theory of evolution. 
you know that so we have evolutionist science and and everything else is bullcrap apparently you can't believe in anything else and that's where this science thing comes from so if you you know don't you know it's, you know what i'm saying john it's it's kind of hard for me to put into words but it's like science is now the basis of everything and fact is science and science is fact and everything else is you know a crazy guy sitting on the cloud up in the sky and it's being misused everywhere about science and it and it being fact and and the worst of course is when someone says most scientists agree that's when you can stand in their face and say that is then not science it's not consensus is not science no i mean this is a, a huge problem it's hard to resolve because they they've set up the structure yeah i think they've yep. done a wonderful job of setting up the structure in fact i we had a clip about a year and a half ago and you might be able to look it up it's a chris matthews clip where he's grilling some i usually burn worse. those after the show I, I take <laughs> well you're probably take take doing the right thing <laughs> but anyway he's burnt he's he's belittling some schlub who is on the show uh who won't who apparently is a creationist and yeah. uh he uh may or may not be a creationist I mean, the latest creationist, evolutionist kind of combo. It doesn't make any difference, but he was just giving the guy crap. And then he went into a rant about why the Republicans are so screwed up because uh, they uh, they don't believe in science. Oh wait, maybe. Oh wait a minute. Maybe I have. Let's see. I have a couple of them that uh, didn't get on the. Let's see if it's this one. Right, Michelle Bachman, of course, is no stranger to conspiracy theories, and that-, mm, that may not be it. That's him about conspiracy theories. Uh, hmm. Maybe. Do you know what it would be titled? All night long. Okay. But if you don't vote, I don't want to talk to you. And if you vote, no. do you know what no. it would be called? No. Here, I'll, 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 here's my list of Chris Matthews scripts: Chris Matthews botch, Chris Matthews guns, Chris Matthews it's racist, Chris Matthews CIA does, Chris Matthews douchebag one, <laughs> Chris, Chris Matthews evokes Hitler, Chris Matthews jeopardy, Chris Matthews idiots, Chris Matthews. Chris, uh, Matthew's conspiracy. Matthew's Bachman is kooky. Matthew's Ron Reagan Jr. Well, try the, uh, the the one. <laughs> Douchebag one. Look, the more yeah. control we give into the UN, it's control we're taking, or we're losing U.S. sovereignty. Well, how's that but, work? But, but, but let me explain how that works. But first, no, all, explain in this case how that I'll, works. Let me give you it out in this case. Right. Okay, as you said before, in the U.S., we have made great progress with people with disabilities. Rick, no, I don't think that's it. No, no. But I do like it as a show title, Douchebag One. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> douchebag One. I'll write it down. <laughs> douchebag One to Douchebag Two. Yeah. Douchebag Two. Douchebag <laughs> Two. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Uh, hey, by the way, in the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. Well, in the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all the ships that see, the boots on the ground, the subs in the water, the feet in the air, and all the dames and knights out there. Yes, and in the morning to uh, all of our human resources in the chat room there at uh, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. And I guess uh, I would like to, now, I I know what you are like, but uh, you got columns and other stuff, and you got kids, you know, working for you, but, you know, I, I need the money, so uh, the alternative page is donate.curry.com. Uh, of course, we, you know, that doesn't fit in our jingle. Dvorak.org. Slash N-A. But you can also, be, rest assured, that you can click on the advanced, uh, it's not even a button, the, the, which, where it says advanced when you get this uh, thief page, and then proceed at your own risk, and you can get to the, to the uh, donation page. Please 
you know, we're 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 forty percent of what we normally get. For maybe even thirty thirty seven percent or something. You know, this yeah, no, we this, lost this, probably two thirds of our sales. Yeah, sales, <laughs> sales. <laughs> yeah, how's inventory doing, John? <laughs> inventory is we're way overstocked. <laughs> overstocked, we're totally overstocked. We're gonna have to have a sale. <laughs> we got a sale on reality right here, people. Yeah, so uh, please help us, and uh, so donate.curry.com or dvorak.org slash na and. Uh, you know, just ignore ignore the the danger to your health warnings. Oh, it makes me so mad. We really we really do need the help, and I need to, to send some karma out. I think I jinxed the poor guy, uh, Sir Andrew Gardner, uh, No Agenda Racing Team. Oh my God, he he wrecked out on this thing. He, he crashed. He crashed in Jersey. Yeah, but uh, what but what is cool is I got the video in the show notes. What's cool is he has telemetry, so he has the, an onboard camera on his bike. And he has the telemetry of the track in the left-hand corner, and it says like noagendaracing.com, and it shows his speed. That guy's doing like 150 miles on corners. Yeah, I know. And it's a, and that, so, that, that yeah, type of racing is. Wild. Anyway, so some douchebag, you know, uh, passed him on the straight inside, and then stood on his brake in the, the in the in the in the turn. So Sir Andrew, like you know, he hit the brake. Browse into him? No, no, but he 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 had oh, he, to, dumped. He, he dumped the bike. Yeah. He says he's sore. He's okay. It's funny because then you see him like limping in the in the background. <laughs> it's not funny. Yeah, but. well, when you fall off a bike at those speeds, you end up. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. So um, yeah. So we're so anyway. You can find that in the PR. You can find his video. Um, and uh, I want to send him a little special karma. He certainly deserves that. You've got karma. And while we're at it, we might as well ask you to go out and do something extremely important, which is uh, propagate the formula. Our formula is this: we go out. We hit people in the mouth. Hey, Jeff Jarvis, suck this bitch. Shut up, Slate. That's the Tourette's. I can't help it. I don't know what to do. Yeah, you better get some medicine. Hey, you, and and so, can I tell you something about this? What? So someone, um, hold on a second. This is actually quite funny. So there's this uh, big... A piece on, I think it might have been, maybe it was ABC, um, I don't think it was ABC. It's about the, uh, well, here's the, here, I'll, I'll, I'll play the intro, and uh, there's something really funny that pops in this that relates to my uh, m- mental condition. Harry Moret. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us tonight. For millions of Americans, the sight of a policeman instills a sense of calm, faith that order is being kept, that the good guys are watching. But for many others, thousands stopped on the streets of New York because they look or act a certain way. Encounters with the blue and white breed fear, frustration and anger at a force that some say is bent more on intimidation than serving and protecting. So here's my co-anchor, Bill Weir. Bill no, 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 no. It's the kind of scene that could play out on any given day in any city in America. Men in blue stopping young men of color as tensions rise. In this case, a robbery suspect is caught. Listen to me, you're not free to leave. Just stay here. Turn around. What am I being arrested for? I didn't do anything wrong. 
the others released. And the cops managed to keep it by the book. I don't, I don't get it. I understand you're upset, but I'm sorry for the inconvenience. But this scene is just pretend. It is an NYPD training drill to reinforce a proper way to do what is known as a 250, that controversial tactic designed to stop crime before it happens. Controversial, because critics say 250s rarely happen with this much courtesy and this much probable cause. Before it's a crime, it's pre-crime. So, so the story goes on for about 10 minutes, and it's about the search and stop-and-frisk policy of the New York City police, which, of course, is profiling. Um, it is uh, arguably uh, unconstitutional, and uh, it's a real pain in the ass because, you know, today it's black men between 14 and 21, and tomorrow it's going to be you. You know, this is how it usually goes in police states, whatever you use are. So they uh, bring out uh, a councilman for uh, one of the boroughs in New York, and he says something really interesting that just tells me it's all over. New York City Councilman Jamani Williams is a mentor of Kasim's and a leading critic of the NYPD's methods, like police reports, which show that the reason given for most stops is either a high-crime neighborhood or a suspect engaged in furtive movement. And I have Tourette's syndrome, uh, so all I do is make furtive movements. So, you know, I mean, I can be stopped every time I come out of my house. There you go. Furtive movements, John. And he, uh, our friend, uh, our councilman from New York, uh, has Tourette syndrome. And so, like me, he has furtive movements all the time. And uh, and this can get you arrested in New York City. Now, so I'm looking up, what can you do about Tourette's? Because this is, clearly I have, to, I have to be medicated. And I find the DSM-4... Um, uh, de- hold on. Before you go, you can go right back to that. i got to read the definition of furtive. Thank you. Adjective attempting to avoid notice or attention, typically because of guilt or <laughs> belief that discovery would lead to trouble. That's right. That's my- Secretive. <laughs> Suggested of guilty nervousness. So if I'm like twitching my head going, fuck Jarvis, fuck Jarvis, that you, you should be arresting me. Tourette's syndrome, TS, or Tourette's disorder, is a complex neuropsychiatric disorder characterized by a changing pattern of motor and vocal tics that begin in childhood. And mine did, by the way, when I was six or seven. Many individuals with Tourette's syndrome have associated non-tic symptoms such as hyperactivity, distractibility, impulsivity, obsessions and compulsions, anxiety, depression, and anger control. These associated symptoms may occur in patterns of frequently or intensity characteristic of an additional um, coexisting disorder, such as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, or oppositional defiant disorder. There it is. Whether these problems are an integral well, that would be you. Po- that would be me. Medication. And this is the one that freaked me out. I had no idea. Um, so when symptoms are mild, treatment may include only support, education, and monitoring. I think I need some monitoring. For symptoms that produce significant distress or impatient, medication treatment may be indicated. Currently, there are a variety of medications available for the treatment. I'll bet there are. (laughs) By the way, hell with doing research on new antibiotics. (laughs) Yeah, this is where the money is. Here it is. Um... Uh, clonidine. Do you know what clonidine is? 
No, uh, the, tell uh, me. Oh, the uh, no, I don't. The uh, the uh, brand How name is Catapress, C A T A P R E S, or Guanfacine. For that, I can get Tanex. But the best is Risperdal, or traditional such as Haldol. Oh, you're kidding? No. I can't take Haldol. That's not for anybody. <laughs> Where my tongue gets all twisted in my and my, it'll stop my head twitching. Risperdal is for schizophrenics. Yeah, that's what I treat should. schizophrenia <laughs> and certain problems caused by bipolar. So, in other words, it just knocks you on your butt. Yeah, it doesn't do anything yeah. except knocks you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not gonna do. Uh, huh? What? <laughs> what? People, people searching for Risperdal also search for Zyprexa. Mm. Seroquel, yeah. Abilify, yeah, that's what well, Haldol, <laughs> and Clozaril. Yeah, right, which is uh, ab- Clozanapine. Abilify is just hamburger helper, right? That's just that just makes it all. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like an amplifier. Lightweight. It's like an amplifier. No, you you add it to everything. Risperidol may tweet, treat schizophrenia, bipolar, dementia, <laughs> autism, and Tourette's syndrome. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Take care of this guy. Someone in the chat Give room. some of this. Someone in the chat room said I should be diagnosed with a real doll is what I should be given. I agree. I think I think <laughs> screw hell doll, real doll, real doll. Send me one of those. How many people are in that chat room? <laughs> I don't know. I but, own one. I have three real dolls. I've collected all three. Yeah, you're, basic models. You're a hoarder. <laughs> Do you have ginger? Oh, do you also have Tommy? I haven't been to that site for a long time. How I'm going to be curious because I know the last time I was there a couple of years ago, because it's highly entertaining. Real I've doll. I've always thought it would be a real doll, the world's finest love doll. I've always thought, since these dolls are so realistic, they're also pretty expensive, which yeah, like includes me. Like $5,000, aren't they? <laughs> Six now. Oh. So, uh, but in terms of the carpool, there's no way you couldn't put two of these dolls inside your car and it would look like two women. The problem is they're so good looking oh my for God. mannequins that you would, I think the best bet is to go to Macy, one of the Macy's or some department store that closes, grab a couple mannequin heads and then stick them on some, make your own damn doll and put the head on there and put it in the car and then go through the carpool lane. This is, so I'm looking at the website and there's this. My God, it's the worst part is that you actually kind of get aroused just by looking at it. Oh, they got male dolls now. He's five foot nine. Holy crap! Michael, Nick, and Nate. <laughs> Michael, Nick, Nick. <laughs> wow, he's five foot nine. Hey, the new body C is available now. <laughs> Spring special, five hundred dollars off all real dolls. Big news: lead time doll is now estimated at eight weeks for any real. Doll, real doll, too, male or female or wicked real doll. <laughs> I think they should. We should make real dolls of us. Can you imagine oh, <laughs> how disgusting that would look? <laughs> this girl always has now with micro penis. <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, just speak for yourself. Yeah. So, um, but of course, the one in bondage, the bondage one is going to. So nice. this, so this flows five ten, five ten, ninety pounds. <laughs> 34, 24, 34, A cup, small, three or five, shoe size, oh, stop, eight and nine, stop. in case you're going to buy her shoes. Stop, stop already. 
So this flows nicely into this article in the New York Times, uh, which appeared, I think, Saturday. Suicide rates rise sharply in the U.S. Um, and uh, it was very interesting that, you know, so suicide rates are up. And they this whole Times article really misses two important points. You know, because, it, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, could be a number of things. You know, middle-aged men seem to be killing themselves. Who cares, by the way? If, if middle-aged women were, if more middle-aged women were killing themselves, oh, you wouldn't hear the end of it. But it's middle-aged dudes, uh, who cares? Screw them. So Hillary's going to be the next president anyway. We don't, we don't need these guys. Um, but the comments on this article, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. Because it true it truly is so the article is bullcrap, but then you read the comments and people are like yeah it's well because you know uh, we're broke we have huge debt we don't we can't see the end we, and we just freak out and then we shoot ourselves which is the the prime way by the way a lot of people hanging still seems to be pretty pretty popular in the suicide arena which I don't understand that makes no sense to me. And um, and then the other one, the other two that, that are in the comments but not in the article really is, well, how about all this Haldol, Risperdal, real doll that we're being prescribed? No wonder people are killing themselves. And the third, of course, is, you know. Uh, no, 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 this is actually correct. There's no way you can take these sorts of drugs that, that screw up your brain so much and never re- fully recover. No. Especially if you're on a long-term regimen. Yeah. You're just going to kill yourself. Yeah, yeah eventually. And of course, we have the veterans coming home, coming home, and they're messed up because you know that, that's that's oh, don't get me started on that. That's it's going to be a real problem for the next decades, decades. You know, these veterans they need to talk, man. They they need they need they need love. They really do. This this is why didn't we do this already? When didn't this happen with Vietnam? Didn't you know we? Oh, yeah, we ended up with a bunch of uh, homeless uh, Vietnam vets crawling the streets, yakking to themselves. You know that uh, whenever I, I talk to, him. there's a guy on the South Congress, and you know sometimes he's in his fatigues with a flag. I got, I talk to these people because that's all they really want. They just they have to, they need to tell their story. You know. So I want to uh, to interrupt right here and i want to mention that last show we had a uh we, we read net instead of uh gross right. in other words what people gave us we read the amount that we ended up getting from paypal which is somewhat less and i want to we we did correct it on the show notes where you have our executive associate executive producers listed uh, and i want to just mention who they are uh, kathy bochamp 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 john white uh, was uh, is associate executive. We have a couple of executive producers, Melody Mann and, and Sir Doug came in at three thirty, three thirty three, and <laughs> and Thomas Badrich uh, was a member of the five hundred nine club, and he ah, was credited right. on the. Yes. If you go to the show, if you can get on the site yeah. to see the show, <laughs> if Google will allow you to, if to Google see. will let you go <laughs> on to the noagendashow dot com, which is a square. Pr- Squarespace blog. If they will allow you to go to that blog uh, with in yeah. their, if you can get yeah. in their good graces, maybe yeah. they will. Maybe you should send them a love letter. Yeah. Uh, so it's donate.curry.com uh, along with dvorak.org/na. Just ignore the guy in the prison suit hacking your computer. Um. Now, by the way, this happened. Uh, this was uh, just just staying on the uh, 
uh, on the pharmaceutical topic and uh, illness topic and how this... Did you ever see that movie? Was it Gattaca? Was that the name of the movie where it was got a really new agey black and white? Yeah, movie? yeah, it was a crazy movie. Right, Gattaca well, was crazy, crazy movie. But that uh, people are called invalids, invalid, and then you know you're basically thrown in the in the. I think they they throw them in the oven or something. Well, yeah, anyway, you're in. So not an invalid, but an invalid, invalid. Um, so that's what I am, uh, totally. And so is a uh, well. This is one of my. He has. A different type of externally visible disease in the UK. The, the the story here is pretty funny that I got from the BBC. Verbal abuse and feel isolated in public. Mark had an extreme case of his illness being misunderstood. So this is a guy who had Parkinson's disease. The Olympics last year. It happened as he was about to watch the cycling road race. I sat on the wall, minding my own business, um, and as the cycle race approached. Um, I was grabbed by two police officers, and one of the officers said words to the effect of, you're not going to ruin anybody's day-to-day sunshine. I'm arresting you on suspicion of, I think the thing was, um, charge was about to cause a public offence or public affray or public disorder act or Free something crime. like that. Because, and this is the best bit, I've been watching you, you haven't been smiling. And I sort of went, I've got Parkinson's, uh, and you've been fidgeting a lot. Um, that's because I have Parkinson's. Um, then, of course, I started shaking, and the guy goes, it's right, mate, it's the nerves kicking in. And I'm going, I've got Parkinson's. <laughs> um, you're not listening to me. Mark was held for several hours before being released without charge. <laughs> and the poor yeah. guy's shaking. It's like, and you're not smiling, slave. Yeah, no, I'm glad you got this clip, because this happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I was aware of it, and and it, it is the same as the guy wasn't smiling. Yeah. So in other words, this was at the at the, at the Boston thing. The guy said, "Oh, this guy wasn't smiling." So yeah. so now we're required to we go to some piece of crap of bicycle race or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. and it's a, and it's blocking the streets. And you know you got to stay on the sidewalk. You can't cross because oh, you can't get over. So you can't cross the street <laughs> to go to the other side. Maybe that's all you want to do. Smile, and you're, slave. And you're not smiling. Now this is a crime. Yeah. Hey, hey, stay on your side of the street and smile. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That is uh, 54 minutes. Let me just write that down. <laughs> stay on your side of the street and smile, slave. You know that uh, one of our producers came up to me here in Austin. I'm not going to say who it was. And he said, you know, sometime, you know, to the, to the, like two, three weeks ago when we were talking like this, he said, you made me cry. <laughs> the dude said, "You made me cry." I was listening to the show, and you made me cry because I thought, "Oh, this is like it's hopeless." It's hopeless. <laughs> so that's, that's where you're I supposed. See. That's where you're supposed to be smiling. So you know, because because it's so hopeless, that's what makes it so great. That way, that's what makes it a great time to be alive. Because well, it is pretty funny if you have a sense of humor. Well, because the people who listen to and this- if the cops aren't beating your head in with a club, <laughs> well, there's that. Smile, you son of a bitch! <laughs> but it's so it, it's it's a great time to be alive and and not one of the zombies. You know, it's like when is when you go to see a zombie movie. So if you saw Zombieland, for instance, or uh, if you watch The Walking Dead on uh, on what was that uh, TMC or is it TNT, whatever it is, I don't know. I um, watch you watch that as a non-zombie, and so it's fun, right? And you're like, oh man, here they come! I, I know what to do with that. I'll you two to the head. So this is the it's a metaphor for the life you're living now because you are awake and you can look around you and you can know that there are tens, 
maybe hundreds of other people who listen to this show. <laughs> that why there's tens of hundreds of people listening to this show uh, who are like you and awake and know what's going on. And you know what? You can actually find each other. You know, you, there are more of you in the same state, sometimes in the same town. This yeah, uh, um, yeah, we have a uh, we we have what's called a reach. Yeah, reach around maybe. Well, so so there's this study. Too. There's a study that's out, and this uh, and this is a great study. Um, and it's it's freaking it's freaking people out, and I'm seeing it everywhere. Uh, and of course, the funniest is when you have that Pierce moron talking about it. So the study from some university says that 29% of all Americans, so not, you know, just crazy Republican rednecks or the actual, uh, you know, the people who have guns, which is uh, African Americans, according to survey says, <laughs> have 54% of all guns legally owned. Uh, but no, so 29% of all Americans fully expect an armed revolution will be necessary in the coming years in the United States. And this, uh, and this is freaking people out. There's a poll that has come out. This is a fairly Dickinson University poll. Uh, saying that 29% of Americans agree with the statement. In the next few years, an armed revolution might be necessary in order to protect our liberties. Mm -hmm. Additional 5% were unsure about that. So a third of Americans genuinely believe they need to be armed to possibly rise up against some form of tyranny. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that is the fundamental basis of American freedom. That has always been the fundamental basis. Where would the basis. tyranny come from? The tyranny would come from the government. Ah! I mean, this Barack Obama's government. No, not Barack Obama's government. I don't, I don't believe that Barack Obama is a tyrannical leader. But so, I could, so whose government? Well, I, I couldn't name you a name, but it, it's not a matter of who is in charge. It's a question you, of what the government does. Would you personally does. believe, like a third of these people, that you will need in the next few years, it says, you will need to have weapons to take on your own government? I don't believe in the next few years. I believe that there is always the possibility of government tyranny. I don't see that happening in the next couple of years. I do think, Pierce, I have to say, I think the reason that there are so many folks who are talking about the possibility of government tyranny is, is threefold, really. It's, it's the Obama administration's increasing reliance on big government, and that, that, I think, threatens some people. I think that it is folks like Alex Jones who do this routine where every time they shut down a city like Boston because of a terrorist attack, it's the end of the world and military laws at hand. And honestly, I think part of it is due to, to folks like you, Pierce, because, you know, you go out of your way to... to to really give the impression that, that you're interested in taking away people's fundamental right to bear arms, and I think that scares a lot of folks. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not and we've discussed this. I'm not remotely against people having the right to bear arms. I'm seriously against the right to have military-style assault weapons to blow kids' brains to pieces in school. <laughs> By the way, that's how they're marketed, I think. Uh, <laughs> here, buy this. And, of course, we always have to remind our listeners that the gun that was used to kill the kids at the school in Newtown was not an AR-15. It was a pistol. It but was wait, a bunch of but, pistols. Oh, but wait. He, he does touch on that. I still don't understand your position on this because you've said you're, you're against assault weapons, but you are okay with handguns. Handguns kill 6,000 people a year. Assault weapons kill 300. Well, they're both a big problem. So handguns why don't we just go for the, and assault weapons with mass shootings. You're from the UK. Why don't we just go with a full gun ban? Well, listen, listen, we've discussed this. The UK has 40, 50 gun murders a year. Right. So why don't America we, has 12,000. Why don't we try our way? Let's move on to this. Uh, Jason, I'm glad you finally, uh, you finally got your agenda out there. Jason, I don't have an agenda. I just want to make America safe and save lives. No. Piers <laughs> more and more. He wants to make America safe and save your life. Uh, so, what an idiot. But, uh, but that, I find that to be a very interesting statistic, that 29%. And he's, yeah, it doesn't surprise and, me. And, and, but the, I want to do a little history here. Wait, before, which, before you give me the history, which I'm very interested in, I just want to give you one more data point. At the dinner we had 
because I forgot to mention this. The the dinner. Oh right, you had dinner? another dinner. Well, no, not this dinner. Oh, well, I'll I'll get to that dinner. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad. Nah, it's okay. Um, no, the other dinner. Remember when Mickey brought up the, the, her gun? Yeah. Um, and you know, and I said, "Oh, I've got an AR-15 upstairs with the uh, uh, you know with the military uh, military style assault weapon with a large high capacity magazine." Here's right. here, oh, yeah, the ding, bing, 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 bing. Right, but he, here's what this is what gets interesting, which shows the um, the 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 weakness of people who are like, "Oh, I'm against guns. We got to get rid of the guns." The first thing they always say, and I've heard this many times, is. Well, I know where to come when the shit hits the fan. And I thought, that's so interesting. What? Yeah. They, and I, Try it yourself. When you're with someone who is staunch, staunchly against guns and, you know, is really on board with the whole, let's get rid of all the guns, and you say, you know, well, I happen to have an armory and I'm, you know, I'm quite prepared for anything that might happen, nine times out of ten, that very same person will say, well, at least I know where to go when the shit hits the fan. Huh. Interesting. It makes sense. It? it makes sense. Yeah, and, and that's a, yeah, and I'll know what target I have to hit. As they're coming up the, <laughs> as you're coming anyway, up my so, driveway. So, <laughs> but you I, know, I find that to be it, very hypocritical, but yet very interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I see. This is the thing I had. We've said this before. I talk about this. Is one of my theses, which is people with contradictory information in their brains. I think is an unhealthy thing. Yes. This is like people who are. You know, they're pro-abortion and they're anti-death uh, penalty. This is the classic liberal versus conservative. <laughs> yeah, right. It it's makes like, no sense. No, and guns, then you got, no guns, but let's kill those Boston bombers off with their heads. Yes, yeah, so this, this kind of contradiction contradiction in the brain, I think, causes all kinds of weird problems. And the, the conservative one, of course, is, you know, right to life and let's kill everyone that's in jail. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like we life is precious, so let's kill criminals. I mean, it just make, makes zero sense that these, but they're both, both these groups are that way. And, but anyway, back to the thirties, which was our last really big depression. We had some issues in the seventies, obviously, and obviously it was, it was similar to what we're going through now. Uh, there was a, in the, my father used to tell me about this. He's a depression guy and, uh, people who've had, are old enough to have de- people that went through the original depression in the 30s not the original there was one in 1857 i can go on uh they'll tell you this that the government was about to collapse i mean there was talk of a revolution and it would and it was not that far off and they tried to actually the democrats had tried to act get roosevelt we've talked about this before a uh, butler general butler was supposed to smedley. become the next smedley, smedley butler right and they were tra- they were just one inch away and nobody ever filed charges against these people for for uh a treason, but they're in Congress and the Senate. Anyway, they, 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 my father said there was all kinds. There was socialists that were going to take over the country. There were, you know, fascism was thought fondly of, uh, could have taken over the country. They were trying to oust Roosevelt. It was, it was, he believed that during the Depression, there were moments where the government could have been overthrown completely. And uh, so this kind of thing happens when there's no jobs. Right. And and nobody seems to care about that. And they well. And then again, from, by my own thesis, this is a cycle. So there's nothing they can do about it. But that's another story. Right. But um, it's interesting you bring up Smedley Butler uh, because he is the guy that uh, would not be. And you know, I don't know if I was reading an article or how this came about, but you know, you identified that uh, the president said 
you know, oh, ha, 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 Michelle actually did consider, why don't we just uh, let Adelson buy me out for $100 million and I'll go away, right? Yes. So, but that is kind of a, a throwback to the, you know, to what, to the days of Smedley Butler when there was a real plot for a coup to take over uh, the United States and, and he essentially thwarted that. Uh, but I, I think it, it kind of happened. I mean, if you really look at the military-industrial complex, um, it, you know, it, it's all of it's all the all the jobs really in civil society are military jobs. You know, you may be making a transistor or, or a tube, but believe me, you know, that at the end of the day, most of that stuff is going towards the military. And I think they maybe there's just a whole other thing running every uh, you know, running the nation. Well, we do have the, you know, the thought, one thought, which I, I'm a subscriber to, is that we became a security state under yeah. the Truman administration once they put in the CIA right. and then they, they ratcheted up a secret police and all kinds of things like that, even though they never called secret police. Uh, and uh, and then we had, you know, and then that was, wasn't was hurt by Hoover, who stayed in office until he died. And then, of course, there's a story, which is when Hoover is dying, apparently they shredded Half of the FBI headquarters, but you so know, there's a lot of information but, that we don't, we'll never have access. But to. you know what this, what the here's the here's the weird thing though, as I take this process, and actually here's what the president said the other day when he did his press conference. Jonathan Carl, Mr. President, you are a hundred days into your second term. Uh, on the gun bill, you put seems everything into it to try to get it passed. Obviously, it didn't. Congress has ignored your efforts to try to get them to undo these sequester cuts. There was even a bill that you threatened to veto that got 92 Democrats in the House voting yes. So my question to you is, do you still have the juice to get the rest of your agenda through this Congress? Uh, if you put it that way, Jonathan, maybe I should just pack up and go home. Golly. Golly. So that's more of the just give me $100 million and I'll go away. And here's the here's the thing that hurts my brain. When I think about the police state and Google is running the interwebs, uh, the Rand Corporation, but really, you know, Lockheed Martin, uh, Boeing, uh, GE, they're really they're really running the show. I it's what's weird is that I start to think, well, maybe maybe Barack Obama's really trying to help us here. Maybe he's really trying to get us out of a mess and that he's now kind of signaling like, you know what? Screw it. I can't do it either. I tried this. I tried it this way. You know, blow me. I'm out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it could be. I mean, I think he's, uh, well, I mean, we have to, if we're going to think that way, we have to consider the fact that that article that was written to slam him about giggling over the uh, kill list. Right. Maybe bullcrap. Oh, of course. He, of course it could be. So he, we can't trust so the he, media. No. And so, uh, oh, yeah, he's got the kill list, and he goes over it every day, and it's like an arcade game to him. He likes to watch the guys get blown to smithereens. Could be bull. Yeah, could be. We don't, we don't know. He's don't never know. said He's denied it. Well, then, of course, you know. Well, he does have the well, kill list. No, but there's this. I have two words for you. Yeah. Predator drones. Yeah. Now, of I course. said that a little too casually. I, I agree. Yeah. That's a now, that, problem. You know, and, and that was written for him, of course. You know, it's all written. But still, that was a little like, huh, really? Really? So if Obama was in Mexico. Yeah. Clearly, uh, there's a problem. Breaker, breaker, one nine. 
So he's down in Mexico giving the speech, you know, promoting. Uh, but, but every time he said anything, I'm keeping. I keep thinking Eric Holder. Eric Holder. Yeah, we got to stop yeah, guns going stop across him. the border. <laughs> Go arrest Eric, Eric Holder. <laughs> Do I play your clip now? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and in the United States, we recognize our responsibilities. We understand that much of the root cause of violence that's been happening here in Mexico, for which so many Mexicans have suffered, is the demand for illegal drugs in the United States. <laughs> and so we've got to continue to make progress on that front. I've been asked, and I, I, I honestly do not believe that legalizing drugs is the answer, but I do believe that... A comprehensive approach, not just law enforcement, but education and prevention and treatment. That's what we have to do. And we're going to have to stay at it because the lives of our children and the future of our nations depend on it. And we also recognize that most of the guns used to commit violence here in Mexico come from the United States. <laughs> this, by the way, when you it sounded like an applause track on a lot of the speech that he did. And I was trying to see if the people were really applauding and you'll hear him stumble even like I'll, I'll roll it back just a little bit you'll hear him stumble like you know, hey guys turn on the applause track and I, I i mean could these people actually understand what he was talking about these kids there's a bunch no. of kids and no, they didn't understand right so no. either there's a producer there clapping his script to get people going or there is an applause track and it sounded like it to me I think many of you know that in America, our Constitution guarantees our individual right to bear arms. And as president, I swore an oath to uphold that right, and I always will. But at the same time, as I've said in the United States, I will continue to do everything in my power to pass common sense reforms that keep guns out of the hands of criminals Listen. and dangerous people that can save lives here in Mexico and back home in the United States, it's the right thing to do. See, that's, uh, it sounded a little bit like someone opened up the fader on that one. And I, I looked at it a couple times that so there's no other yeah, camera yeah, angle. Yeah, you're right. It does. It sounded like there was somebody, uh, either the audience was mic'd and they kept turning it up and down to sweeten it, yeah. or they sweetened it. See, it felt a little sweetened. And I had, it's funny because I had the same clip. Because uh, they never show the audience. No. I had the same clip, and I also was like, we got to get, this Holder guy has to be stopped. But then, <laughs> But then you I'm know, so, old time. holders so, out of control. So he mentions at the beginning there. You know, I don't think legalizing is the answer. Now the new president of Mexico, uh, he's made some changes, and it's my belief. You know, of course we know that the, the the world really runs on three things, and we call it God, but it's gold, oil, and drugs. And of course everything in Afghanistan is you know it's every all the drone warfare is just to cover up our you know hundred billion dollar a month you know drug business that uh, that that the United States is running with other countries who are complicit. But of course Mexico is extremely important for our drug trade. Uh, it keeps our financial system running because all of the drug money gets the. And th I'm not making this up, you know. HSBC uh, was laundering hundreds of billions of dollars, and they got a slap on. Uh, the and they wrist. got a slap on the wrist for it. I mean, this is this is not some pretend thing I'm saying. And here. by the way, for people who want a reminder on on how the whole thing works and and how bad it can get, even though I can't imagine getting worse than it is, get the documentary Cocaine Cowboys. Oh yes, Cocaine and all Cowboys, you find yeah. out the whole thing was banks. Banks, 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 banks. Yeah, and BCCI, which was the CIA bank for the Iran-Contra, where they were trading uh, guns for drugs. I mean, it's crazy what was going on. But here's a little piece that I picked up, uh, which gave me some additional information that tells me 
that uh, our our drug lord in chief, which is the president of the United States, and if it's not President Obama, it's Bush before him and Clinton before him and Bush before him, and it'll be hit Clinton next when Hillary's president. I mean, we are in this. We run on drugs, legal or otherwise, and we seem. They have some sort of royalty that we keep re-electing. Yeah, yes, we have royalty that we keep re-electing, uh, who are drug lord royalty. And uh, check this out. And Nieto has also moved to take more control of his country's fight against the drug cartels. On Monday, his government confirmed that all security decisions would now run through the Interior Ministry, ending years of widespread direct access by U.S. agencies, like the CIA, to their Mexican equivalents. So uh, here's what happened. This is why all of a sudden it's like, red alert, red alert, hello. Wait, wait a minute. So you can just see John Brennan. Oh, so you think, wait, you think... Obama was down in Mexico because of what you're going to explain. Yes, absolutely. Why all of a sudden, amidst all of that's going on in the United States, amidst fundraising for uh, the 2004, that's his main mission now, is being on the road, uh, fundraising for 2014 so the Democrats can uh, capture everything. That's a big mission. We know the war on ammo, the war on crazy, the war on guns is all about getting women to vote Democrat for the rest of their lives, never even being able to speak the word Republican or any other party, independent, libertarian, whatever. And he all of a sudden has to rush down to Mexico because last week, apparently, uh, the new president there said, okay, listen, I'm taking charge. Uh, I'm a little sick and tired of the CIA running the whole show with you guys here. Now it's running through my office. So I can see Brennan coming up. Brennan, of course, the new, uh, uh, in, now in, in charge of uh, running drugs, uh, which is what the CIA portions. I can't condemn all of the CIA, but historically, CIA has run drugs for for different reasons. Brennan comes to the Oval Office. By the way, he doesn't need to knock. He just, the door, blows the door open. It's like Mueller over there at Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, Mueller, that's right, FBI director. Just like, hey, just popping my head in there, Zuck. And uh, it's like, hey, listen, get on, get on your damn jet, get down to Mexico, and you tell that wetback down there that that's not how it's going to roll, okay? Because that's how they talk. Believe me, this is how they talk. You ever seen the West Wing? That's not how they talk. This is how they talk. I know. I know. And it's really like that. And it's like, and, and you know, there's Valerie Jarrett like, now it's very important we keep uh, the CIA incredibly. We've got to keep them close, you know. It's because, you know, I'll come with you. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, Michelle's happy. Like, get the hell out, Barry. And he gets on the jet. He flies down there. He's like, dude, listen, dude. No ixnay on the legalization, A. This is not what's going to happen, man. We can't, because, of course, Mexico doesn't need us. Their economy's growing 3%, 4%. People are, there's no, there's no, Mexicans aren't coming to America. Like, screw that place. You're the new Mexico. We're staying here. Mexico is growing. They got oil. They got gas. Mexico is fantastic. Yeah, they got a little problem, you know, they, with uh, killing people. But I'm sure that most of that can be related back to the, the holder. All of that stuff. And and the drug trade is out of control. So now that Mexico doesn't have to be peddling drugs and humans, now that they've got this... I mean, did you, how big is this oil and gas they've found now in Mexico, John? This is big, right? Yeah, it's, they got a good, they've got enough to get by. Well, I, They're one of our main suppliers, them in Canada, which yeah. is, makes the whole foreign oil thing kind of <laughs> awkward. Right, so I think that's also... Because, you know, the fracking thing is going to turn out to be pretty hoaxy. 
you know, it's not really going to pan out that well for us. It sounds great and everything, but we still really need oil, and it's going to come from Canada. And it's, when we have three pipelines, by the way, the XL pipeline is nothing new. And it's going to come from Mexico. And I think that the Mexicans are going, yeah, you know, I think we're going to do it on our terms, and uh, we may consider legalizing it here, and uh, we'll sell our whatever we have left. You know, everyone here in Mexico can just legally make the dope. It'll reduce our crime. In fact, we'll just have the the the, the, the drug lords. They'll become the oil barons. You know what? Go and pound sand, America. I think that's what's happening. And Barack went down there to say, "Dude, we got a good thing going here, brother. What you doing, man? The guy's going to be assassinated by the banks. Yeah, yeah." So, yes, the banks who suffer during them. I mean, this is all a banker's dream come true. It is free money. Yeah. Mr. Obama was asked about the decision during a press conference the next day. I'm not going to uh, yet judge uh, how this will alter uh, the relationship between the United States and Mexico until I've heard directly from them to see what exactly are they trying to accomplish. Uh-huh. Now, what did that sound like to you? Sound, sound like what a, do you think you're trying to accomplish? <laughs> sounds like a CEO in trouble. Sounds like a CEO whose icon just showed up at his door. I'm going to screw <laughs> yeah. with your company. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it does. I don't know what they're trying to. That's a good, that's that borderline clip of the day because it, it's just so outrageous. It's it's. Kind of scary, but I. This is the way I see it. But it was, it was, it was seriously. It was like I was watching a reality show, man. I'm like, oh my god, he's he's literally just saying that you know we run all the guns. We're it's the drug problem. We've done the drug problem, and now this guy's changing the rules, and I better go down there and fix it. Meanwhile, Joe Biden. Oh my god. Oh, do I love this guy? Did you hear his uh, his thing about rape? No, no. Oh, oh, no. So he's talking about the stigma of women being raped and uh, and not wanting to go to the police because it's it's embarrassing. And, uh, it, you know, he, Joe Biden, the vice president of the USA. Um, it, 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 I, I'm speechless. Listen to this. When I talk about you, you'll often hear men say, why don't they just leave? Why don't you just leave? Why are they, you know, they must be, you know, they... And I asked them, how many of you seen the movie Deliverance? And every man will raise his hand. And I'll say, what's the one scene you remember in Deliverance? And every man here knows exactly the scene you think of. And I said, after those guys tied that one guy to the tree and raped him, men raped him in the <laughs> film, why didn't the guy go to the sheriff? I love his man raped him. Why don't you just say butt fucked him, Joe? Come on, we don't we don't understand the story. They man raped him. What would you have done? Well, I'd go home and get my gun. I'd come back and find him. Why would you go to the sheriff? Why? Why? The reason why is why? they're ashamed, embarrassed. <laughs> I said, why do you think women who get raped so many don't report it? They don't want to get raped again by the system. They want to be put through what they have to be put through. Drunk or not drunk. Now, I think he wasn't drunk in this case. No, no, he sounds sober as a judge. But uh, he was, I think he was sent out because the president had to rush down to Mexico to save the, the, the money, the, the drug money trade. So I think Joe got pulled in. And, and, and here's probably how Joe's like, don't worry about it. I got it covered. I got a great speech about the middle class.
It's, <laughs> I know how to do this. We know that when the middle class does well, everyone does well. The wealthy get wealthier and the poor have a way up. <laughs> well, when the middle class is not growing, the poor are damned and the middle class are stuck. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you saw what happened to the policies we had to put up with for so many years before. You watched the middle class shrink. People having trouble. Trouble. Trouble they never had before. <laughs> you know, it's like he's like about to bring to a blues song or something. People having exactly. trouble. Exactly. Trouble. Hey, I got a song about trouble it. Trouble they never had before. But now he's going to define the middle class. And we've had this exact conversation. Yeah. What is the middle class? Our economists, and I got a whole bunch of them, yeah. they'll talk to you about the middle class in terms of a dollar number. They'll say, well, middle class is $49,490 or $52,600. Middle class isn't a number. It's a value set. It's a way of life. <laughs> That's my favorite. way of life? It's a way of life. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, we, we actually know what that uh, what that way of life is, uh, Joe. That's uh, that's a special. Uh... You slaves can get used to mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese, cheese macaroni and cheap cheddar melted together. Mac and cheese, mac and cheese. Live and learn the mac and cheese life. Mac and cheese. It what makes the people in Delaware not not a single bit different than the people in South Carolina. It's about being able to own your own home, not just rent it. Oh, well, then I'm clearly below middle class. I can't own my own home, Joe. It's about being able to send your kid to a good school, a neighborhood uh -uh. where it's safe. Oh. It's about being able to send your kid, if they do well enough in school, to college and know you. Do you know anybody, anybody, rich or poor, doesn't have the dream that their child someday will be able to go to college? I've not found any distinction. Anywhere in the world, anywhere in this country. Uh -huh. It's about knowing you can do that. It's about being able to take care of your parents when they get old and hope that you put an A enough that you won't have to have your children take care of you. Are you writing this down? Yeah. I want to make sure we can play this back as the definition of the middle class. Where I come from, in Scranton, in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh -huh. But it's no different here. That's what being middle class means. <laughs> it's being able to care for your family. Oh. It's being able. It's being able to hold your head high. <laughs> and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, since the last election, here are Republican friends talking about how much they value the middle class. Okay. Yeah, Joe, thanks. Hey, Joe, we're not going to send you out next time because you're babbling. So I'm noticing by looking at the shadow stats numbers that the, uh, we had 165,000 additional people, which is only 15 over the, the minimum uh, or the replacement number, uh, unemployed. It's still, it's still going in opposite directions. Shadow stats, real number is going up and the government numbers are going down. Yeah, and and uh, of course um, our national treasure uh, and Miss Mickey is 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 my canary in the coal mine now because she's in the car a lot. She drives around. She do. She's a busybody, and she drives and she's got NPR. A busybody on. doesn't mean what you just said. 
Oh, well, no. <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. I didn't mean that. But she's busy. She's not like she's me. She's a busy person. She's busy. Yeah, she's got stuff to do. You know, she's like... You People know, to see. Wheeling and dealing, babies to kiss, press to, you know, flesh to press. She's doing stuff. And so she listened to NPR. And she brings me a report, which is great, because then I can spend more time doing Morse code. And she brings me a report, and she says, you know, it's like, it's unbelievable. And? Yeah, I forgot what I was going to talk about. <laughs> oh, jeez. What were you saying? Mickey's you were, out floating oh, around. We're talking was, about the oh, yeah, milk. I got it. 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 It's about the 7.5% number. Oh, yeah. They're yeah like, that's you know, bull crap. Yeah. And she knows it, too. She's like, this is bullshit. I mean, Austin is actually below that. I mean, we're well below. I think real numbers were, Austin, probably real numbers is 7.5% unemployment. We claim 5 so it probably is closer to seven and a half in real numbers, uh, and it's you know it's great here, but yeah, you know, but wow, come on, and and no one questions this. Yeah, okay, and and there, I even heard because uh, of course I go back and I listen to the reports, and it's like you know unlike uh, you know the last time where more people dropped out, which when that happened they weren't saying that by the way, you know pe- more people just became bums. So, you know, it's just numb. It's book cooking. Now, there's something to be said for that, because when you cook the books, when when you have positive sentiment, when people feel better, you can create a positive energy. And, Which is a good thing. Yeah. And things can move forward. It can, you know, it, it can happen. But I think that theory, you know, I think they've been trying this for a while and it's really not working. So is this like a Hail Mary? It's like, I know what. Just make it seven and a half. Screw it. Just lie. Try that. <laughs> See if that works. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fabuloso. Meanwhile, uh, the president has lots of problems. Uh, we on Wednesday, and of course, uh, you and I will be watching. We have another Benghazi hearing, and uh, the new whistleblowers have been named. I think we have like four witnesses who will be uh, speaking and testifying about what really happened. I'm not expecting a lot of fireworks, by the way. I'm 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 expecting this to be to be. To be covering up the true story, I think I'm expecting this to be inside job on the Republican side. I'm not. I think it's going to be a huge distraction, and we're not going to get any real story. What do you think? I, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. You know, because I don't think ISA is really. You know, I don't trust any of those guys. Any of them? No, they're they all have they're all sketchy. It's it's amazing <laughs> what a bad sketchy. <laughs> yeah, they're sketchy. It's it's amazing how these guys are in office. <laughs> no, it's not amazing. It's it's very understandable. Just look at the citizenry around you. We're sad, man. We're just sad, sad people. Sad. So um so we had another dinner party. Yes, Friday. let's talk about that for a minute. Now this was only one couple. And uh Rick and Karen. And um and they're very interesting. Uh he is a pharmaceutical guy. Oh. Oh yeah. So so <laughs> and I have to say that I was he's the guy actually. I think he was the one that he said to me once, I could never have a Republican at my dinner table. Oh, <laughs> one of those guys. <laughs> well, of course he's rich. You know, he's a rich Democrat. Oh, uh, all the Democrats are rich. Now his wife, interestingly enough, she is uh she's a uh, I think she was born and raised in Austin. If not maybe she was born in San Antonio, but she's been in Austin all of her life. Stunningly beautiful, I might. Just total babe. Um, 
And uh, but she, but you know, so she has a she's Texas girl. You know, it's underneath there, and so you know, it's funny when you can kind of bring that out. You know, and then and you can see her husband kind of go like. And I know this is their second or third marriage for each of them, but they're, they're an interesting couple together. So John uh, and I discussed after the last show. It's like, okay, what am I going to do? He says, "Up, oh, you're gonna you're gonna uh, stay with the pot, stay with the Dutch oven, and you're gonna make a big dead chicken recipe, which I think is what we called it, right? Big dead, yeah, chicken? Big dead chicken, big dead chicken. And uh, so I followed the the recipe meticulously, and uh, this uh, I, a couple things went wrong. First of all, um, I the chicken. Uh, vendor at the market wasn't there, so I had to resort to a chicken from Whole Foods. I think this was problem number one. Because uh, you can, no matter what they say, like, oh, this chicken was running around, he was happy, look at the picture, bull crap. This, this was no happy chicken. I don't think it was a good chicken. Even though I, it was the best I could get, and it had to be a reasonably sized one, but it, you know, it wasn't huge, but it was big enough. And uh, but the idea was that it would be in the pot, and then it would become brown, golden brown after an hour and f- an hour, hour and fifteen minutes, and then it would be done. And you know, so I timed it out. We, they were going to be here at seven, so at six thirty, I put everything in the oven, and I'm like, okay, seven thirty, seven forty-five, it'll be perfect. Then we can eat, and I'll just you know, I'll just be presto, and I'll be like, you know, happy housewife, everything will be great. And at, at you know, like. An hour and five minutes. I look at this chicken. It's like it's white. It's pale. It's like it's it's like an albino. Yeah, you know. Now that you mention it's a Whole Foods chicken. Yeah, is that it? Uh, I think what happened instead of uh, roasting the chicken in the bro- by the way, and I also told told Adam when you get one of these uh, uh, roasters, you got to uh, the, not the chicken but the pot. You've got to learn your pot. So you should <laughs> learn your cooking pot, with it a lot. Learn your, learn your pot. pot. Learn your pot. I believe. That a lot of you run in a good with a good chicken, you won't run into this so much. But I think that they, if the chicken was very moist, like it was injected with water, or if it had, uh, you know, there's various was treated a certain way. What happens? It goes into the pot. The juices all come out as it's as it's cooking, and then they form on the bottom, and then they boil, and you end up with a kind of uh, pale boiled chicken. That yeah, it, yeah, it's not it's steamed. It's not steamed chicken like you'd get like a Chinese guy might do. It's steamed. So you ended up with a steamed chicken because you had a lot of moisture left, and uh, I think this was part of the problem. Well, can I, uh, if I can, just uh, briefly, because <clears throat> of course, whenever John gives me the recipe, I write it down verbatim. So you get a big chicken. Now you're going to season that with. First, you're going to wash this thing out. You're going to wash it inside out. You're going to wash that with lemon. Lemon, okay? Then you're going to have the. And you're going to dry it off. Then you're going to half an orange goes in that thing. Half an orange in in that chicken. You're going to season this thing with salt and pepper. Get some poultry seasoning, marjoram. Just slather that marjoram all over the place. Uh, now you're going to uh, put it in there with your carrots and celery all around. Now keep the top of the chicken clear. Clear, okay. Now your onions. Don't forget the onions. Small dice and smash up a garlic. Throw it in there. The oven's going to be preheated to four hundred fifty degrees. You put the pot in. Turn it down to three seventy five. A convection. Check after an hour. You might want to baste if it's too dry. I'm like too dry. I call John up. I'm in a panic. I'm like John. Swimming in water. John, it's like the thing is like a freaking albino. And he's so, asking me all uh, these technical questions. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And so I'm like whatever. And I, I hang up. He calls me. By back. the way, by the way, I want to mention. Said margaram, not margarine, because I don't want to get a note for. Oh, what were you using? Some horrible I, product. You I hate said margarine. margarine. I said. I know you did, but people yeah. hear what they want. Okay, want to hear because you said slathered. Well, you actually said slathered because I wrote it down. Oh well, you slathered. Yeah, but you that. knew what I was talking about. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, go on. So, uh, so I called you, and he said, "Well, 
take the pot off put that thing on broil immediately <laughs> it's like and the, I mean, he called back that was the cool thing here's what you do and he was like give me instructions like you know like like i'm inside i'm defusing a bomb <laughs> it was a you were. <laughs> so anyway so i was able to get it uh, a little golden but, but it took away five percent of the beauty of the taste i have to say because i should have done that earlier because i didn't know my pot that is the so the moral of the story know your pot and i did not know my pot and uh, therefore um because once i i broiled it for and that was only a couple minutes it really got it was it was beautiful really quick and the taste was nice um but it it had you know that when you just get that like oh crap five percent too done yeah, no, it's a real problem. And and and, and you know, and you can see it when people go, "Oh, this is great." And you don't hear anything and like there's they eat like 80% of the food on their plate. <laughs> you know that feeling when you're like, "Yeah, oh, it happens." Oh, so crap. Like, uh, yeah, but you know, the thing is when you're cooking a lot, uh and I cook every day and it's like you can you nail some things yeah. and some things you never yeah. get right. And sometimes you throw up out a perfect meal and it's actually stunning when everything and maybe you get yeah, yeah. four things going on they're just absolutely perfect most of the time there's always a clunker in there or something like oh, <laughs> I put too much lemon in this or this clunker got a funny flavor it's <laughs> always some one thing it's like yeah I could have done better so, yeah. you're not spending a lot of time I mean most people should not be spending all day cooking no. your cooking process should be an hour yeah, max yeah but here's the good news uh, here's the good news I have good news at least garling you know uh, our hot uh, Alaska salmon fisher chick. Oh yeah, she sent us two bottles of her homemade limoncello. Oh, that's and I nice. and I just got them high on that. And they said anything, <laughs> anything, anything that was wrong with the dinner, they don't remember after the limoncello. Man, that oh my god! And I'm not a limoncello fan at all. She, oh. This is an out. She sent two bottles, and one was supposed to go to me. She sent two bottles. Yeah, was one uh, for you? I don't know. You have mm, to ask her. Well, she might have to send another one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so uh, just about Rick briefly, because he there was something interesting that came out of that conversation. So he and he's been in. You know, he's a pharma guy. You know, and I and I have to say, I, I'm I was I was kind of like oh, this guy. You know, vaccines, whatever. I don't trust him. So he um, he actually works on something called orphaned diseases. And orphan diseases means that there's less than 250,000 people who suffer from this disease. And, it's, of course, a lot of it is kid stuff. And he has, there's some degenerative version of autism, which I already, my, I'm like, huh, okay. But, it, you know, the kids, it, it really messes kids up. And I don't know if, it class, I don't know if, if autism is even the right classification. Regardless, so he has funded uh, research and they've done the mouse test and the drop the dead flying drop dead mouse whatever the technical term is and uh, the mice love it so now it's time the it cures the mice so it's so he needs 25 million dollars to get to the next step and uh, I'm like well that must be easy the 25 million dollars in the VC world is nothing he says oh he says you know it's easy to ask for 250 million and uh, so, you know, he's having a hard time raising this money and it has to come from either VC or from big, you know, obviously from big universities or big pharma companies. And, and, and all of a sudden it dawned on me, I said, where's the Kickstarter for this stuff? And he had no idea what I was talking about. So it was interesting I, explaining Kickstarter. 
And he says, well, that's unethical. I said, ethical schmethical. Well, how's it unethical? Well, apparently the system is so rigged that if you that if you don't get your money from big big pharmaceutical uh, uh, from a university or from uh, VC, they, that would be seen as uh, trying to raise money from the patients themselves, which of course it is exactly who want this medicine. Because you know, if if you have two hundred fifty thousand people and you need twenty five million dollars, that's a hundred bucks. Fuck, here's two hundred. If you can fix my kid. He said that's not done, and the FDA probably would just keep you in limbo for decades because you're now going outside the system. And that I thought, makes nothing but sense. And I, yeah, and I was like, wow. And and of course, you know, then of course this whole Google thing happened. I'm like, screw it, I'm going to go do a medical Kickstarter and just become a hack. <laughs> just make medicine. They'd ruin you. But it was interesting that, that that's not possible. Whereas when you think about it, that will be the future. There's no doubt about it. The future, we, we can already print body parts, 3D printers. I mean, all all pharmaceuticals are made. The, the basis is alcohol and ammonia. And that's pretty much all, all drugs these days start with that. Um, you know, how long before we don't need all of that? No, you and I, of course, won't be around. But the idea is nice to think about. So, and uh, and I was, it was just, it dawned on me. You know, it's like, wow, we do Kickstarter. You know, I look at Leo and he's, you know, he's all giddy about some watch that, you know, gets his text messages. I'm like, really, look at all this dumb stuff we're spending money on Kickstarter when, you know, relatively small amounts of money could actually fund interesting research that uh, could help people. Even if, you know, it's, I don't know, it's sketchy. I don't know about the autism thing, but I found that interesting that that is just an impossibility in today's in today's world currently mm. and that was it and then they said hey your chicken sucks and they left <laughs> that was pretty much it never to be heard from again <laughs> you think that's true what it, you'll never hear from them again um, no, I think what will happen is if I say, hey, you want to come over for dinner? They'll go like, oh, gee. Hey, have you seen that about the new restaurant that just opened? Yeah. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning. We have a few people that helped us out. Seth Dubois, Dubois in Midlothian, Virginia. $150, no comment. Blacklisted News, Round Rock, Texas, 12345. And it says, thanks for the great media assassination. Blacklisted 69, News. 69, dudes! And without further ado, we're already the 6969 thing with uh, Jonathan Diggle of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, he liked our deconstruction de- 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 of Boston and Sandy Hook. He would like a karma shot for himself and his girlfriend. We'll give him one. You've got. Karma. Sir Glenn uh, Riccio oh, in, excuse me, Charlottesville, Virginia, 6969. Kyle Corbin, uh, he gave us some nice, uh, was kind enough to mention the hack. Kyle Corbin, Greer, South Carolina. George Vanderhorst, Sir George, to you in in Cat's Hole, Holland. <laughs> Cat's Hovel. Yeah, Cat's Hovel. <laughs> The, the hovel of cats. He had a note. Yeah, all I got 
Here's give me that BJ Karma. And that was his note, exactly. You've oh, got no. He actually karma. he sent me uh, he sent he sent a link. Uh, a scientific uh, study has proven that uh, uh, ingesting or in, in, regardless of through which orifice, uh, male semen is actually healthy for women. And of course, it's one of these studies that we support uh, as fact <laughs> and truth. And Facts, science, uh, science. It is science, and uh, and so that's why he said uh, uh, more people need blowjobs because uh, it's healthy for your partner. Huh? Yep. Fact, science. Well, I'm glad we have people doing this kind of research for yeah, us. Someone's got to do it. It's a tough job. And well, by the way, his uh, his dame Audrey. Uh, what? No, ah, you dig yourself into a hole, I Jason Meyerl, 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 Meyerl. What do you think? Meyer, he's from Wisconsin. Mayor in when uh, Wanaki, Wisconsin, Wanaki. as a matter of fact, and he closes out our sixty-nine, sixty-nine, asking for some karma. Sixty-nine, sixty-nine, dude. You've got karma. Matt Milligan in Sparks, Nevada, fifty-six oh nine. We'll give him some karma in a hey, minute. Hey, hey, hold on a second. We had no birthdays yet. I see here a birthday list. Where's the birthday? Well, they, they, list. they we have. Oh, no happy birthday to Princess Alana. So is, who, is Jesse doing this again? Uh, it's hard to say because they're both out of the house. <laughs> hey, don't you have a leash on these kids still? Yeah. Okay, so hold on. It's Matt Milligan for daughter Alana. Okay, keep going. Uh, Christy Pitts in Puyallup, Washington. You know what the worst? You know what the worst thing is? Is these kids are probably like. God, I'm so glad they got that Google hack. We can be done with the damn spreadsheet in five minutes. Let's get out of here. Let's party. <laughs> Christy Pitts, Puyallup. Uh, first time donor. That's nice. Anastasia Treckles in Valparaiso, Indiana, which is like, what? Who named it? You know, Indiana has a, my favorite town, one of my favorite towns in the country, which I've been to, actually. Gnawbone. <laughs> Knobbone, Indiana. Yeah, well, up where, up where um, uh, Mead Road, which is where my uh, the homestead is for the Curry family, uh, we have Suckabone Road. Suckabone. <laughs> the most stolen sign in the history of... Yeah, that's the problem. People yeah, just steal, steal a sign. sign yeah. Double nickels on the dime from Anastasia. Jeffrey Gerlach in Alamo, local boys, uh, 5150. Gives all the time. We'll give him some karma for that. Yeah, Absolutely. You've got karma. And then uh, Daniel Frere in El Paso, Texas, wants a douchebag call out to the citizens of El Paso. <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> there you go. And look what he did. He gave us $50 from skateboarding lessons he's been teaching. Thank you, Daniel. That's, nice. That's highly appreciated. He probably can skateboard like a maniac. It's uh -huh. great. Yeah. And Christopher Walker in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Brett Farrell in Oklahoma City. Raul Rabello in Carvello. Carvalho in, it looks like, Mexico. And Matthew Janizewski in Chicago. And, and Vitautas Sadowskas in Villainous, which is, I think, where is that? Uh, isn't that uh, Vil uh, Vilnius? Isn't that uh, uh, Vilnius? Yeah, it's, Austria. Uh, maybe. No, 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 no. It's uh, Estonia. It, yes, it's it's either Estonia or one of those. Uh, oh heck, let's look it up. Yeah, wow. Well, I mean, like I got everything. Consult the book of knowledge. 
Vilnius. Vilnius. Uh, did you name Lithuania, it? Lithuania, the capital. It's the uh, capital of Lithuania. Everyone should know this. Uh, uh, I feel dumb. We should know this. Lithuania, yeah. yes. Anyway, he wants some karma. So do we have some other karmas backed up? Let's give a final karma to everybody who donated. Yes. Thank you very much. You've got karma. Of course, the people who donated actually, you know, took their computer safety into their own hands by clicking through on advanced and then I know the risks. Let me proceed. So uh, until this gets fixed, please consider going to donate.curry.com. Let me see what you've done here on donate.curry.com. Donate. Check it out. I think I did a pretty good job. I did some Curry. actual work. Do- Why don't you don't take my code and put it there. That's what I did. Oh, you did. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. But then I had to. But then you had to reroute the night and future night yeah. uh, images. That's and, what you did. And I had to remove the word Dvorak in one place. Not the email address, strangely enough. So Dvorak. So mail to whatever colon. Uh, no agenda yep. at Dvorak.org. That was okay. But there was a spot that just had the word Dvorak.org, and I had to take that out. Otherwise, I kept getting that, you know, infected message. Huh. Yeah, the whole thing is bogative. It's total bogative. And by the way, in the, in the, it also states that you have infected Twitter with this, by the way. The, at some point, it's like, you've infected Curry.com and Twitter.com. Good job. Good work, John. Infected Twitter. <laughs> I infected Twitter. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is this is a real. These problem. are lies. Lynn. Yeah, these are lies. Uh, but it is a real problem, and uh, uh, this is going to hurt us because most people, you know, we've we, we've spent, and we should sue Google for this. I'm telling you, I think we have a, we have a case. We have spent six years programming people with Dvorak.org. Slash N-A. I mean, and and this is not simple, because if you go on the street and say, spell Dvorak, you know, it's not like we make our donations easy. So we have programmed into your brain. Little kids are growing up singing this song. You know, they they know, let it be from the Beatles and the Dvorak.org slash N-A song. And now Google is ruining this, ruining this with lies. There is no infection and you know, and and you have to think that at this point, when they bring out the big guns like Jeff Jarvis and Matt Cut, Cuddly Dudley, whatever his name is, the grand gentleman, the grand gentleman of of Google, to say, you know, oh well, but meanwhile, everything's solved. There is no hidden frames. There's no malware. There's no nothing. You're still getting that page because you're blacklisted on Schmidt's list. You're blacklisted. Okay, it is, and and this is actually hurting. Our income. We don't live on anything else. John's got a couple of columns. And by the way, let's see if PC Magazine publishes this column you're going to write about Google, okay? Oh, they'll publish Good it. luck with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So here's how it went, ends up. Gee, I learned something very interesting about how awesome Google is. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love Google. <laughs> However, I had a little snafu, which is... And it was my, my fault. fault. I'm an a-hole. I'm a total idiot. I shouldn't have done any of that. It's your birthday, birthday. Oh, no, All right, well, we caught it just in the nick of time. Happy we can say happy birthday to daughter Alana from Daddy Matt Milligan. Happy birthday from your buddies at the No Agenda Show. Yeah. 
And then we have uh, we do have two title changes, which are always uh, nice. No knights, of course, today, but Sir Joshua Dale now becomes a baronet, and Sir Glenn Ritkio becomes uh, baronet of uh, uh, Albemarle County. Am I saying that right? A oh, I can't read. I need to get new glasses. Let me see. Uh, is it Alber? Albemarle. How to pronounce it? A l b e m a r l e. Albemarle. Does that sound right? I don't know. Baronet. But I thought you couldn't have a county if you're a baronet. They had to uh, be a baron. Small. You can be a small. Oh. You can have small areas. A county is pretty small. Oh, okay. So yeah, and this is so you a, can have a state uh, if you're a baron. Uh huh. <laughs> you're making this up, aren't you? No, I'm the head of peers. Whatever I say goes. It's, well, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Exactly right. You can say whatever you want. Uh, so those of you who uh, who risked limb and life, life and limb, to actually click through to Dvorak.org slash and I, thank you very much. We'll stay on this and we'll see, you know, maybe because of this. Are you on Twitter twit today? Say yes. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm going down to L.A. You're going down to L.A.? Yeah, I'm going to L.A. What are you doing in L.A.? I'm going to Adobe Max. Oh. I'm going to try to learn some Adobe skills so I have something to fall back on. <laughs> yeah, for real. Are you leaving today? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I lived there for two years. You never showed up. Thanks. But for Adobe, oh, <laughs> for some free junket, I'm sure you'll go Hey, down. I was on my way down there, and you say to me, I, we moved to Austin. <laughs> yeah. I was hey. literally going to go the next week and spend a week with you. Now, we know you're going to come to South by next year, so. Oh, that'll be the day I go to that thing. I'll, I'll come down and visit you, but I'm not going. I, I'll go down. I would maybe to visit the people, the new tech operation. They would do the TriCaster. Are they in Austin? No, they're in uh, San Antonio. San Antonio. Well, San Antonio ain't no Austin, okay? No, but I'd go there. Then I'd take, jump in the car, whoop, take that beautiful drive between San Antonio and Austin. Uh, hey, we have the new, uh, the new freeway, which uh, you can drive 190. Or something like that. You, I think I'll take that. I'll jump on the on the on the tollway mm-hmm. and zoom down there, and then I'll uh, you know cook dinner. I'll see what that pot you know what that what that pot can do. <laughs> Get uh, me behind the wheel of that thing. Yeah. Hey. Um. So we always are on the lookout for um, stuff uh, that falls under the bullying category, and there's a new one now. You know. So of course this is a an attack on. Uh, on the First Amendment, just your right to free speech, but it's also kind of slave training in a way. Um, and you know, so the whole this whole bullying thing, and you know, now we have anti-bullying laws and rules and regulations. And uh, so there was this inter-school district uh, athletic championship. I forget where it was, and um, uh, so apparently they have rules now, and this is. And I, when I looked it up, I was like, "Oh, brother, this is rampant." I'd never heard of it. So the kids, the the school, the kids who won the relay race, uh, as you know, so they cross the finish line and they win. And you know, so what do you do when you win? What do you do when you yeah win? When, when you win a race? What do you do? Well, a lot of people they they cheer for themselves, they pump their fists, oh, sometimes they pound their chest, right? Or they spin, or they do a pirouette, or they or they or they. <laughs> a lot of them, if it's a long race, they just pass out. <laughs> now, passing out is is the only thing I think in that list that you said that is actually allowed. Uh, no, wait, wait, wait! You're telling me so when Hussein Bolt just kicks everybody's butt in the 100 meter dash and then he does his old his his he does a sort of a, a 
he makes he does a position of a of a lightning bolt, and that would that be that's no good. No, that would fall under the taunting rules and regulation. It races over. What's there? To, what what taunting are you doing? So, well, let me play the clip. That would be so, bad bragging, maybe. So, so that no taunting. So the kid sticks his finger in the air, uh, and he thank the Lord to, to thank, thank the Lord to thank the Lord. And they were disqualified from winning, lost the uh, race. And here, what? Yeah, yeah. They lost the race, were disqualified, even after they, they physically won. But the, because they broke the rule of sticking his finger in the air, he thanked the Lord in his case. Uh, and I, there, I've done things where I've gone like, holy crap, Lord, thank you for that one. You know, even though I'm not necessarily like a, a, a church-going dude. No, you're not. And here is the uh, the rule police on the taunting rule and why they were disqualified. The rule states no celebratory gestures, up to and including raising your arms. Of raising your arms. According to the UIL, the relay team was disqualified for quote unsporting conduct. The UIL says it does not have a rule prohibiting religious expression. You can do whatever you want to in terms of prayer or kneeling or whatever you want to once you get out of the competition area. You just cannot do it in the competition area, and it comes back to the taunting rule. I can't taunt my opponent. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot. And if you Google taunting rules, oh, my God, this is everywhere. The NCAA, it's like you can't taunt your opponent. That's not taunting. It's called celebrating. But you can't do that anymore because it might hurt the feelings. Because it falls under the bullying rules. Do taunting and bullying and, and do a Google search on that. It's everywhere. It's insane, people. You can't. You Here's can't. the definition of taunting as a verb. Provoke or challenge someone with insulting remarks. Reproach somebody with something in a contemptuous way. Yeah, like doing a pirouette, that would be... Well, no, that, I don't even think that qualifies. Yeah, but you're not allowed to do that. You just heard the guy. No, you, no crouching. No, he can't do anything, apparently. No spi- yes. So so celebration. Okay, this is interesting because this is like the... We noticed this before, how how nudity equals pornography. Ah. When there has never been a, that connection before. Now they're making the connection that, uh, that celebration equals taunting. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So now you can't celebrate. So you can't even celebrate anything. You can't celebrate life. You can't celebrate the for, for, for uh, the new year. Apparently, celebrating is taunting. taunting because you're taunting someone somehow. If you're doing, if you're having a good time and celebrating, you're you know having a making a toast. But how do you win? You're it's not you, toast at a bar is taunting. You're not allowed to smile. If you don't smile, you get arrested. But if you taunt, if you celebrate, then you're a bully. Because now it'll be uh, celebrate as bullying. White is black. Yes is no. Right is wrong. Up is down. Please go read 1984. Please go read Brave New World. <laughs> we were set up for this. Clearly. <laughs> oh, Clearly. no kidding. So play this clip. This is a clip of a guy, Hugh Sun. I can't remember his last name. It just came out with a book. He This was on Australian TV. It was an interview they do. Uh, it's actually a pretty good interviewer. And I just thought this was kind of fascinating. It has a little application here. I have some other clips that also apply to this taunting or celebrating as taunting, which is a real step in the wrong direction, people. Uh, Uh, Play the self-esteem and drugs clip. Okie dokie. 
just want my kids to be happy. And I want to shake them by the shoulders and say, what a hopeless thing. to Not that you would wish your children to be sad or to fail, but wishing happiness is like saying, I don't want them to experience their humanity. I don't want them to know what it's really like to be a fully functioning human. Exactly. And I think the positive psychology movement which carries happiness self-esteem excellence the cult of perfection all these things they're all bound up in the current western neurosis the utopia complex this idea that life not just life can be wonderful but life should be wonderful and it's up to you well sorry it isn't entirely up to you what's up to you is have you equipped yourself to deal with the whole thing and not to feel that your default position is happiness so if you're not feeling happy quick you know if i can't if i can't do it all by myself could i have some pharma- pharmacological assistance uh, give me a drug that will replace my authentic emotion today a bit blue with an inauthentic emotion euphoria wow utopia complex right on yeah, and that's what's going on. That's what we have. We're surrounded by this. The kids with the self-esteem uh, that came out of the self-esteem movement. Oh no, don't worry. No, no, we don't. We don't give. Uh, we don't have first and second place. Everybody is a winner. We don't taunt. We, we don't taunt our losers. You know, when you lose, someone's got to say, "Hey, loser!" <laughs> <laughs> yes, they should. But no, that's bullying or taunting. It's something wrong with you. Did you Did you read? Hold on a second. Did you read the whole? Book of Knowledge entry. It's actually hilarious. So what, taunting? Yeah, so taunting. Um, You have clenched fist, crotch grab, cutthroat, the dickhead, the finger. What's the dickhead? The dickhead. Gesture is made by holding a hand to one's forehead, the thumb and fingers usually forming a C shape. Oh, no, that's an L. They got that wrong. Listen, stop interrupting. That's the loser. Well, this, that's what it... I've no, never seen no, this no, no. shape. Well, you didn't let me finish it. All right, go on. I shall read again. The dickhead gesture is made by holding a hand to one's forehead, the thumb and fingers usually forming a C shape, then moving the hand forward and backward in an arc. The image suggested is a large penis growing out of the forehead. Who does this? Have Gu- you ever seen that? Yeah, guilty is charged. You do it? Yeah, whenever I see Jeff Jarvis. All the time. Are you kidding me? Then you have the finger, which, of course, is the middle finger. The loser gesture in some countries performed by raising the index finger and thumb of one's right hand perpendicular. That's the loser thing. The shocker, apparently, uh, that's also taunting. Uh, if you don't know what the shocker is, look What's that one up. the shocker? Oh, please. John, are you kidding me? Two in the pink, one in the stink? Are you kidding me? You don't know the shocker? Okay, go on. <laughs> I can't believe I slipped that in there. Tongue. Sticking one's tongue out, that uh, a variation of this, also known as blowing a raspberry, all illegal, by the way. Turkey face. You mean going... Yep. It Tur- is taunting? Yep. Turkey huh. face just, well, according to the Book of Knowledge, which you know lists you as being four foot one tall. So you know, take that with a grain of salt. The turkey face gesture is Don't when... Don't you think listing me at four foot, foot one tall is taunting? Yes, it's totally it's bullying. It's, it's big time bullying. It's I think cyber that bullying. Wikipedia should be ashamed be of itself of letting people bully me on the Wikipedia. You know what? Here, okay. So I, I, I'm going to add another choice to my future list. So we have uh, becoming a whore, which is the easiest, and but not very profitable in my physical shape. 
becoming a Twitter news uh, director and uh, creating the next browser. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen with a Kickstarter. Everyone laugh at me. Uh, but I could also become a lawyer and just sue Wiki and Google and just sue everybody all the time for hurting my feelings. That might work. So the V sign is also an insulting gesture. What if it means victory? The insulting version of the gesture with the palm inwards is often compared to the offensive gesture known as the finger. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's some yeah. parts of the okay. world, I suppose. Uh, the wanker. It's the, the area where people have two dicks. Yeah. <laughs> the wanker gesture is made with a loose fist. Yeah. With all fingers forming a cylindrical shape, uh, shaken up and down, sometimes back and forth at the wrist, suggesting masturbation. A picture of the young Tony Blair, later the prime minister, using the wanker gesture became widely available, although copyrighted in 2007. Really? <laughs> copyrighted. <laughs> this wanker copyrighted. That's funny. I didn't know there was a picture of Tony Blair wanking. Huh. Let's see. Tony Blair wanking. Well, now we need to put this in the show notes. Yeah, totally. Let's see who's who's violating the law. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right, of him as a kid. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> Interesting. So anyway, so uh, yeah, so that's that's where we're headed, and yeah, and and I love what this guy is saying. What do you call it? The utopia complex, and that is pretty much the whole idea: is uh, take a drug to get the feeling, but don't actually experience it. Whereas you're supposed to. It's really good. You know, you're as a kid, you're not supposed to be wearing a helmet to go to school. You know, you should fall down and knock some teeth out and scrape your knee, roll in the mud, get beaten up. And then you, too, can be doing a podcast later. So I was listening to uh, Abby Martin, who I think they're trying to make the uh, the babe of uh, Russia today. Oh, you know, I can't watch her. She's hard to watch, and she's... Uh, she has the show called Breaking the Set. Yeah, it referred, I always wondered what that meant until I watched the show finally. Yeah, it was Breaking the TV Set. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it was all, and, and she just has, it's just, it's it's a written. I don't know what what I what it is about her. I, you know, I kind no, of. I, no, I can I can tell you. I can tell you exactly okay. what it is. It's written in this snide. Um, it's exactly what the Dane. She's basically uh, Alex Jones with high heels, except she doesn't have the voice to go. Aah! And she's not selling seeds. She's selling Russia. Because all it is, it's like this, uh, instead of discussing the issue and saying, okay, or maybe just saying what it is, like insane or whatever, or really delving in or reading something and, and coming up with some actual theories, it's all like, that. Ah, can you? it's so crazy, so crazy that America would do this. Whoa. You know what I mean? It's just like snide. Yeah, in fact, I, exactly what you say is what the clip is. Yeah. And, so, and what's funny about it is this is a uh, thesis of ours. Uh, uh, that you know, and it's not it actually. It's not even a thesis of ours. This is taken about, I guess, about a month ago or longer. We had that clip of the Hayden and the head of the CIA accounting department and the CIA guy who was a head of uh, interrogation and uh, all these guys that are under indictment were on a panel at Brookings or someplace right. talking about how Obama, in particular, has stopped all interrogation. He stopped the torture, 
which these guys are all for, with a rationale that was like a eye roll. But it was okay. It was they were for, and they said he he's moved on to just killing people instead of capturing them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and so now a month later, RT comes up with essentially the same thing based on first she interviews some guy who suggests it, and then she realizes, then she actually does a little documentation that was we don't have that was actually quite good, but the sting is still bad. And because this has been so politically bad for Bush and then Obama, even though people seem to... Wait, wait, did she just have the needle scratch sound effect? That apparently is the way they go into their uh, bits. Oh, hilarious. It, it sounds like a fart. <laughs> Hi, I'm Abby, I'm Abby Martin. And because this has been so politically bad for Bush and then Obama, even though people seem to have forgotten that he said that he was going to close it, right. um, it seems like the U.S. is now opting to just kill suspected militants abroad instead of capturing them. I mean, is this just the new policy because of how bad uh, this detention facility has kind of been a scar on the administration? Well, it's been. Uh, hopefully, that's not the policy. I mean, if the U.S. has gotten to the point where killing people is easier than <laughs> confining them, yeah, that's, that's a sad commentary. What a sad commentary indeed, if it were true. And guess what? It is. According to The Guardian, the lawyer who drafted the policy on drone assassinations, John Bellinger, claims that the Obama administration's ramping up the use of killer robots for this very reason. He says the administration's unwilling to deal with the consequences of capturing these terror suspects alive and having them end up in the limbo of Gitmo. At a press conference at the Bipartisan Policy Center, Bellinger said, quote, this government has decided that instead of detaining members of al-Qaeda at Gitmo, they're going to kill them. So basically, Obama's drone architect admits that 5,000 human beings have died just so Obama can avoid bad press. Because heaven forbid we'll deal, we deal with the antiquated concept of the rule of law, you know, capturing suspects alive and actually charging them with a crime before blowing them and everyone around them up. Wow, Obama, how far are you strayed? Okay, I've got it. Now, uh, I've, I know exactly what's going on here. I used to see this all the time at MTV, where you get um, so at, uh, back in the day MTV everything was uh, scripted. Uh, you know, just everything was completely scripted out. I was one of the first people who said, "Screw it!" You know, just put the title of the video in there. I'll I'll bullcrap my way into it. Uh, but everything was scripted, 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 and they bring in uh, celebrities. Uh, you know, like uh, in fact, Adam Sandler came in a lot. You know, just and he was one of the few people that would sometimes go off script. But when you get someone who can't read a teleprompter and you have someone writing in a certain tone, a certain way, you get this mismatch. And that is exactly what this is. Abby yeah. Martin cannot read a teleprompter. I could take that exact script and make it sound dynamite. Dynamite. And and because the, the writing is kind of there, but when someone writes... Well, wait, wait, hold on a second before you say that. The writing is kind of there. It's not quite there when you have a sentence like, and end up blowing yourself and a bunch of other people that are around the area up. Yeah, no. Well, this is my point, is when when the writer is putting in sarcasm, because that's what it is. They're writing sarcasm. She can't read it. And she's not even that hot. <laughs> Fire her already. Sorry, she's just it's not working, RT. Hire us, we'll get you the right women for the job. We might have to poach one or two. By the way, Jeff Zucker over there at CNN, you see what he's doing? 
Yeah, he's loading up. Okay, so he's, there's some hot babes coming in. Hasn't helped yet. Hasn't helped yet. But now they're doing these round tables. And it's complete. And so the, he, for some reason, he has a hard on. Maybe it's because she has a huge contract for Christiane Anapur. And they put her in every round table. And it's so unbalanced. Like, you know, you got Anderson Pooper. You got uh, Christiane Anapur, who thinks she is the shit. She, and she's making faces. When someone says something she doesn't agree with, she makes oh. faces. It, and her or, interviewing is terrible. That oh. thing that we, I didn't play the whole thing. But when she was interviewing Eric Schmidt, who's yeah, got me on yeah. his Schmidt list, yeah, uh, he Schmidt, uh, no, Schmidt's list, Schmidt's list, yeah. Schmidt's list. Schmidt's so list. anyway, that should be the uh, title of your column, by the way, Schmidt's list. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's, it, that would be changed. Um, so anyway, uh, she kept asking the same question over and over and over. She lost her train of thought. She didn't know where she was in the in the in the questioning process, she's terrible. Yeah, and and I used to like, and Mickey is still a fan. I'm like, she's not good anymore. You got to watch her. She's something happened. Excuse me. They put maybe something happened when the ABC thing. Maybe she got too much money. I don't know. Something happened. So, and now I'm going to slowly move over to 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 Boston because I have I woke up with some thoughts and I went looking and I came up with some some stuff that kind of fits into our theory. Uh, but, but you know, so either someone's making stuff up or this kid who is so shot up, you know, by not by his own weapon, we now know, because he didn't have one, um, that he can't talk. Uh, but he's now saying all this stuff. It's just it, it's obviously just lies and lies and lies just to keep the story going. Um it's, it was amazing to hear some of the stuff that was coming out of people's pie holes. And uh, here's uh, here's Anampur. She was just really annoying. Well, you know, it just goes to the point that I really hope that one day we hear the story of these two boys. I hope we hear all of Joha's story. Because clearly, this domestic terrorism, all law enforcement people say, is the biggest threat in the United States right now. Bigger than overseas terrorism. Uh -huh. So we've really got to get to the bottom of this. And it's incredible to think that they just were able to turn it on, turn it off, decide what to do. Yeah, turn it on, turn it off, biggest threat. So she's reading a script which is really important. She is, I'm just calling her 100% Compromise. So and, now, so now, I what is the deal with these British accents on oh, American television? Oh, I have. And CNN is the worst for it. Oh, oh, does please. this impress anybody? Yeah, yeah no, it was 1940. This, yeah, you know, this this is the new thing. We got to have the Brits on because you know it's it's obviously truthful now. So, um, so now they've got uh, Bear, the CIA, ex CIA guy. He's gotten his script now. Okay. So now, now he knows what to say, and this is the same thing with Anampur and Pooper, and then they bring in some woman who, like, from the blaze or something, just to, you know, oh, we're, we're fair and balanced over here at CNN, who cares? And then Bear is on the telephone. Anderson, that could be consistent, it could be correct, but there's two, two things I'd like to say. One is, uh, Al-Qaeda has, has a standard procedure for its, its operatives. When they're caught, they're to say they did it on their own. They did it at home. They took the design off the Internet, that there was no direction. And that's been in place for the last four or five years. We don't know that that hasn't happened in this situation. And number two is I've seen nothing out there to explain 
how uh, these two young men were able to uh, change the design from the Inspire manual because it was changed. This is news to me, by the way. This is this news is news to me. So, so I don't know where he got this intel. There were a couple complicated. Uh, it, it was an upgrade, apparently. It's, uh, <laughs> additions added to it on the circuit and uh, the rest of it. On the circuit, so he's apparently seen the circuit board now. This isn't something that they would know how to do. I mean, why? Why did they? Why did they vary the design? I still think that uh, Tamerlan got some sort of instruction in in, um, in Chechnya or Dagestan, but that's just a hypothesis. But, you know, yes, they could do it in the apartment. Uh, I doubt these Kazakhs were, were truly involved in the plot. Maybe the wife was. Kazakhs are so rarely drawn into these things that they're probably unwitting conspirators in this. Okay, uh, so I'm, I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Um, but so he's he's saying something very interesting. They couldn't do it alone. Impossible. You know what's going on with the Chechens? So part. So I woke up the other day. I'm like, okay. Now I'm starting to figure it out because these guys, you know, they were in not a free school, you know, not a, not a very expensive school, but ten thousand dollars a year for tuition at least. Uh, which I don't have ten thousand dollars a year in extra tuition. If my daughter said, "Hey, Dad, I want to go back to college," I'd be like getting on the loan train. Trust me. So I don't have that kind of money to send not one but two kids. Whoever's paying for this. Um, you know, there's some talk of a scholarship. Okay, scholarships come from many different places, not just from athletics, but also from, you know, agencies. The guy's driving a BMW. And, oh, a, a little extra thing I learned about the BMW, which I didn't know, and I went looking for the picture, and I found it. Pooper talks about it. Enormous bill and, and spent multiple the billions Patriot of dollars Act, to pre- well, well, even other than the Patriot Act. The idea- listen carefully to what Pooper, so they're talking about how everyone's failed. But listen to what Pooper says about the license plate. Yeah, of creating a national intelligence office. Right. Don't we the, have the, a... The, that the that, whole that purpose was, the, was to... Military intelligence, it. intelligence complex but, you know, right I'm now. I'm still so struck by... The the uh, Kazakh students and the uh, U.S. students driving around in with a license plate that says "Terrorist, terrorist One." What an idiot! And that they would. Did you hear that? Did you know that that he had a license plate that said "Terrorist Number One"? Yeah, that's the rich guy who's gone through right. all the BMWs. Right. I think I, that was pretty okay. But common I, knowledge. But I, I either I didn't you know it, it or, I, or I missed it. Okay. So here's what I'm going to suggest. I still think we had a mix-up between agencies. Okay, and uh, the CIA most likely had these kids on their payroll. And maybe even the other kids whose visas had to be checked, you know, because they were, like, helping out. I think this is very common. Like, come over here. We get you in school. We're going to give you an education. You know, you could, hey, man, you're, you're, you're rocking. You're with us. Then go over to Chechnya. We teach you how to make a bomb. Go, go F with the Russians. Come on back. You know, we'll do more for you. You know, the shuttle back and forth. Sounds like they were so much on board with what they were doing. And, you know, that's why they're also yelling, "We, hey, man, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. It wasn't us, man, because they know, because they were, I think they truly were already working well, for the CIA. So bear with me. But now we have the bomb problem. And this bomb thing, I believe, is going to be pinned on the real IRA, who just, and it shows up in the Federal Register, like fucking clockwork. Uh, the president says, based upon a review, blah, 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 the real Irish Revolutionary Army is a foreign terrorist organization, shall be maintained with that classification, shows up out of the blue, 
Boston, of course, well known uh, for its uh, connection with Ireland. Lots of money going back and forth. And here's Bear again. And if that's the case, having learned all of this online, they apparently didn't meet Anwar Alaki. Of course, he's been dead for a, for a while. But even before, had they been, you know, germinating this for a long time. And and again, you know, these are not bumbling idiots. They put a bomb at the biggest sporting event in Boston and killed three people and injured 200. They're not bumbling idiots. And I think that this I is... I second that. I second that. You don't do two bombs in a crowded area with all those cell phones, command detonated, without some instruction. But, but Bob, if, if Russian authorities... Okay, now here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what happened. And whatever the crosswire was, whatever the interagency problem... They didn't get the video. They were supposed to get video of these idiots putting, uh, who were programmed. You know, they didn't, and, and again, I've said this before, these guys didn't know it was going to blow up. They knew they were supposed to put the bombs in, and the agency was trying to get them on videotape, which is why they keep saying they have the videotape, of them dropping it off and then walking away like nothing, you know, no care in the world. And I can just see this. So imagine this, and it's like a TV series. The CIA sitting there watching the cameras, they're getting the guys, and then all of a sudden, just as the money shot is supposed to take place, where Johar is putting his backpack into the trash can, some FBI fed is right in front of the lens. And the guy's like, get move out of the way, you idiot! Oh, Jesus! We didn't get it! So they don't have that video, which is why they asked everyone who had a camera, what do you have? Did anyone see anything? Because we missed the shot! And now they don't have it, but they just say that they have it. And we know that even the governor hasn't seen this. And, right. But right now they're working on it. And so now that so they're working they're on it, they're creating it as recreated. It's going to, you know, Spielberg, whatever they need. It'll to have do. a lot of flaws and it'll be, you know, that's the problem now. But meanwhile, we have to propagate the meme. And so why don't we just bring in Sanjay Gupta? And, what? Oh, yeah. And and proof science fact. That you can now prove that these guys have an actual brain disorder and it's reproducible. We can just check anyone's brains and it's very obvious because when you walk away from this, when it blows up and you have not a care in the world, you are mentally ill and there's a guy out there who can prove it. Some of the most important clues in the Boston bombing investigation may actually lie inside the brains of the suspects, possible abnormalities that experts say could have predisposed them to this kind of horrific attack. Here's our chief medical correspondent, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. In the wake of tragedy come the inevitable questions. What makes a killer? Is there a switch that turns on a rampage? And why? Why would someone do this? You can just say the person's evil. I think that's 13th century thinking. I think we've moved beyond that. Adrian Rain is a criminologist. He's also the author of a new book, The Anatomy of Violence. He has spent more than three decades studying cold-blooded killers. He says there are biological explanations for violence. And Rain is convinced that brain dysfunction may, in part, explain the terror unleashed in Boston. Were they just completely normal people? We just decided one day, you know what, we want to create mayhem. I don't think so. I think it's more complicated than that. Rain says he first saw echoes of his own work with violent criminals when this image of 19-year-old suspect Jahar Sarniev was released. While others were running away, he was just walking away. 
as cool as a cucumber. I mean, that really struck me because I've seen this before in psychopaths and murderers in prison. And then there were these photos of the brother who was killed, Tomerlin Cerniev, boxing. We've found a, a neurological abnormality in the brain. Now, please bear in mind that if you're not smiling or if you are using, uh, what is the term, furtive? Furtive movements. Furtive movements. It's all a part of this. Predisposes to violence and psychopathy, and it's also been found in boxes. And by the way, get a British accent? Fact. This is called carvum septum pellucidum. Oh. During fetal development, <laughs> as the limbic regions begin to expand and develop, they compress or fuse the two leaflets of the septum pellucidum together for some people, because of maldevelopment of the limbic system, the gap never closes. Mind the gap! That gives rise to a lack of fear and a psychopathic-like personality who could go and kill, you know, a number of people and maybe not have any sense of shame or remorse or guilt about doing that. That's right. Check out the whole video in the show notes at uh, 510.nashownotes.com. So, it's obvious. Had brain damage. He can prove it. The septius lichidus nakadus. Well, one interesting little tidbit that, that came to mind as you gave that uh, analysis. The one guy with the terrorist number one mm -hmm. uh, license plate yeah. was one of the three students that took the uh, backpack and the uh, laptop. Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, the, that particular guy with, the, with that license plate... Uh, that was like his third or fourth BMW. He said to have lots of money, but it, nobody knows where he gets it from and yeah. all that sort and of thing. He was selling weed is what they were saying, right? Yeah, selling yeah. weed enough to get a BMW, a good one. And so now the now the way you have it uh, set up, that would mean that somebody would – the reason they went and got the backpack and the laptop in particular was to get them out, get that evidence out because the, the – kids working for the CIA, this is the this is part of the cover-up. So they were, one of those kids and that guy with the BMW would be the one guy, was work, maybe working for the agency or, or the other side, on or the, who knows. On who. the inside. Uh, on the inside. Yeah, so yeah. he grabs the laptop and the backpack and then they haul it off and throw it in the garbage. Mm -hmm. But they keep the laptop and no discussion of the laptop is made because that goes right to the agency to take a look at it, to get the crap off of there that might be a, a you know kind of a, a lead back yep. you know the might the breadcrumbs on there they got to get rid of that so that laptop which was not reported they said well we don't know what happened to the laptop as you listen to all those reports it was one after another well, I, what happened to the laptop I don't know what happened to the laptop the laptop <laughs> who disappeared. cares laptop schmaptop oh, we got oh, we got the the you know the backpack with the stuff in it they could have put that in after the fact for all we know you know mm -hmm. the evidence could be planted in right, there right. because they did find it in a massive garbage dump which doesn't seem like the easiest thing to do especially if it was thrown in a garbage bag they got to cut every garbage bag open look for so that's a little sketchy that in itself is kind of well they got found it in the garbage dump did you see that pictures of those people in the garbage dump it was horrible yeah. anyway so the laptop meanwhile shows up out of the blue apparently and then we do hear nothing more about it one way or the other this is pretty pretty messed up right so anyway, so I think that the, the I think this is a little. Uh, I think you're right. I think your analysis is correct. There was two, two agencies bumping heads. This thing may or may not should have gone off. I don't know how you can analyze a bomb after it's been blown to smithereens and make commentary on how it was redesigned from the it's from the uh, blueprints that are in that Inspire magazine. But I guess you. Could. 
wood. And if the piece, I guess the important piece of it was blown away. Well, it, from sound, it sounded like he was saying that the circuitry on the detonating device, which we've heard nothing about. I've not heard anything about the circuitry, which apparently, you know, there's pieces of it. I guess someone knows. You know, and but this bear guy, he, his job is to put something. And the, you know, who makes bombs better than anybody? The IRA. You watch. Put that in the red book. IRA get the real IRA. By the way, there's the IRA. There's the real IRA. Just classified as a foreign terrorist organization. Why? All of a sudden, boy, that's convenient. It shows up in the Federal Register. This like two days ago. Hmm. Who makes bombs best? The yeah, Irish. They're, bomb- they're mad bombers. In fact, when when uh, when Mickey's car was bombed, when you know she was in her car was rigged with a bomb, they sent the car to Ireland to to for them to check it out to see if they could figure out what had happened because that's where you send you that's where you send your shit. Those guys know how to how to deconstruct that. And Boston, hello, Ireland. You watch. It's going to be. It's going to get pinned on them for some reason. And now, of course, they're an actual foreign terrorist organization. Isn't that convenient? So while you were doing that, I was listening to a, a, uh, a psychiatrist, a psychologist who's very strange a background. Uh, he worked in Denver and Connecticut. His name's Charles Hurd, and he was. He said a number of things that I thought were quite interesting. In so far as the debate is concerned, I, I had to listen to these three clips a couple of times to realize what's really going on here and i'll tell you what that is after you see if you can spot it but this is all interesting material and the place is the adam the guy they're talking about adam lanza mostly and this is one of those uh, seminars that's a, a closed seminar that's on c-span this system there's no blaming the individual we just feel guilty the people who provide treatment to these individuals and I speak firsthand, but I also speak for my colleagues. When something like this happens, there is a tremendous amount of guilt that is experienced by those who are treating these people. And it's, it's frightening. Whether or not he had somebody treating him, my first thought was, oh my God, I feel bad for this guy if he's caring for this person. Because it's impossible to be able to predict these things. As much as we like to think, well, if only the system were better, we would be able to identify these individuals. Do you know how many college students in their last in the last year have had homicidal ideas? Seventy percent. Seventy percent report homicidal ideas in the last year. Perfect. <laughs> what do we do? We drug them. Quick. <laughs> nice. The good number. Yeah. So then it the, the, the goes on with some back and forth. This is the, to the uh, – I think this is at the Columbia School of Journalism. is for journalists to listen so they can get, get the kind of a clue from this guy. So let's play part two, and then we'll – their little giveaway in here I think is kind of interesting. Now, one final thing in terms of the press and, and the recovery of Newtown. Is We're not the same people two? who – Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. This is clip two. Go on, I'm sorry. In public as we are in private. And when we're in front of the cameras, we tend to exaggerate our pluses and minus. We, we like to please. And if we think that people are looking for us to be a victim, we will play that up. 
If they think we're looking for us to be the hero, we'll play that up. It's not conscious, but it's there. And I think the attention that Newtown has received by the press has magnified that impact. And I think ultimately it slowed the recovery of the town. Mm. Okay. Now, this was a very subtle message about that guy who was joke yeah, and the, having the time of his life. Yeah. And then when the cameras are rolling, he's crying. Or, but no, no, in fact, no one was crying. We have not seen a single oh, tear no, but on he was, television. he was acting like he was yes, crying. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, I, I, I thought that was kind of sketchy, the, that commentary at all in the first place. Agreed. But then I realized that there was an, actually a very more sinister uh, message in this whole thing. And I, I don't know if it's this guy or if it's just a message that's floating around the community, the, the health community, or if it's a Democrat thing. I don't know. But play clip three, and then I'll tell you what I think is going on. If I'm an investigative reporter and I'm as one corner of this, I'm trying to figure out what parts of the mental health safety net might have what, – what elements of a mental health safety net might have – done a better job of, of catching someone like Adam Lanza, regardless of this case. Where should we be looking? Podcasts! Well, if you look at the bills that are, are going before the state currently, none of them, if they become statutes, would capture, have captured or will capture someone like Adam Lanza. Um, there's a lot of focus on um, committed outpatient treatment but one needs to have committed some sort of act of violence like uh, Kendra's Law here in New York Um, and Adam Lanza was not violent prior to his act and I'm not clear at least nobody's reported this in the press that he ever even expressed a violent thought and do you know how many kids are preoccupied with violent video games um, or military wars or mass killings. I, I'm, I'm just not clear in my mind that there is an easy solution from a mental health perspective. I think the safest solution, obviously, is to keep guns away from people who are prone towards those types of things. But that gets back to gun legislation. Are there nonetheless some places in the mental health system that reporters should be looking and asking questions about? Well, I, you know, there, there are a lot of problems with the mental health system, not just locally, but statewide as well as nationally. Um, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a very challenging thing because there are limited dollars to go around, and we all know that our health care system is broken. So... States in the nation have to prioritize where they're going to put their dollars. Oh, boo. Boo. So here's the deal. I don't like him. <laughs> System sucks. We need more money, which is a nice. You always got to get that in there. Safety net can and never will work because of situations like Adam Lenz. He could not be caught under with all these new rules and regulations and ideas and even turning the guy in if he was seeing a shrink. Yeah. Doesn't work. I know. I I know it'll work. Fluoridate the water. Put some lithium in there. What he's chemtrails, really saying, chemtrails. What, what he's really saying here is that yeah, we should keep guns out of the hands of criminals, but because we need to be safe, we should just ban guns. Period. Oh yeah. This is a gun grab. Oh yeah. 
This is all handguns are bad or all these guns are bad because we can't we can't f- figure out who his message. We can't figure out who this guy is in advance, no matter what we do. OK, so. All right. So as this was playing, I was thinking, because, of course, you know, the Boston guys, they didn't shoot people up. They didn't take AR-15s and go and shoot people. No, uh, if they really did it, someone did it. Someone lit off some some big cherry bombs and they made big boom and hurt people. Um, if you and the statistic of seventy percent of all college kids have uh, homo, not suicidal homicidal thoughts, like I'm going to kill that bitch. That's probably kind of the thinking. I believe it all goes back to, and and this is why we are doomed. By the way, so it, now is the time for you to cry. Uh, this goes back to how we are treating our kids. So if you don't let your kid be a loser, if you don't let your kid be bullied, if you don't encourage your kid to go back and fight, if the kid doesn't know what it feels like to get punched in the face, or I have to say, or what it feels like to punch someone, what that feels like. Because I remember the first time I hit someone, I was horrified. Like, oh, my God. And if you don't have these experiences, you can't learn them from a book. Okay. You also, by the way, need to see what real war looks like, which we have been that has been obfuscated. That's the big difference with Vietnam era when we had uh, soldiers coming back, just limbs hanging off. We had news items where they showed it. Uh, you there saw- were guys in the field. Our people were getting shot up. Yep, just dying right in front of you. And they did bring the caskets back, and we got to film it. Now it's illegal. It's illegal. It's, well, quasi illegal. These things no, need to return. This is this is actually one of the. Despite how low the donations were today because of our problems, this is a well-rounded. This I'm actually going to tag this as a well-rounded uh, show because we really did hit on all these items, and it starts at how we are treating our kids. This insanity of putting them in a Faraday cage that's padded with the helmet on so Johnny doesn't bump into a pole and get a scrape on his way to school has to stop. Now, I'm not on board with the leash thing, John, but uh, but even that is better than what's happening now. We have to stop this. Your kid needs to get dirty, needs to eat dirt, needs to start a fire. Yes, I said it. It's, I'm, I'm, I, maybe I'm on the. I'm dying soon because I keep getting these flashbacks of when I was a kid. I think it's because of where we live in Austin, and we walk on the street and I'm like, wow, this is what it used to be like when I was a kid. You walk on the street, you go down to the creek, you know, you like you you try and shoot a frog with your BB gun, and then you kind of felt bad when you hit him and he was alive, you know. Ah, oh, shit, I don't, I don't feel good about that. And then you like start a fire, and then it got out of control. But then you put it out, and you were, whew, man. We, we or maybe you didn't, and the cops had to come, and you run away. This is all important stuff. It's important. This is how you form real human beings with real experiences, not stuff that is just made by movies and video games and uh, and television. Real experiences. In fact, John, oh, we have here's the real business. Reality camp. <laughs> you and I, and we bring these kids in, and they, and we just beat them up. Yeah, this would be a liability to the highest order in terms of the legal aspects of it. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that ain't gonna happen. Well, it's, it was a fun idea while it lasted. So anyway, so uh, those of you with parents, uh, take that into account. Go move somewhere where this behavior is accepted. I will say, Austin, um, 
in uh, some places very accepted, some places exactly the opposite. Really bad. Really, really bad. But I love it when I see kids running around in the market on Saturdays in Republic Park, tripping, falling, crying, bumping into each other, like, pfft, like mud all, dog poop on their face. I love it. That's how it should be. It's good. Am I, John, come on. Am I, am, am I right or wrong? No, I think you're basically right. Okay, thank you. Except for the dog poop part. <laughs> so if you don't, if you're not going to go in that direction, then we have. I have a clip. Oh no! Wait a of, <laughs> really? Of women Ugh. that have been uh, brought up with again with this problem, uh, and you have to listen carefully because there's a bunch of different women here. This is about uh, about the big biker thing. That this is what the, the Burning Man. And of motorcyclists is called Sturgis. Yes, uh, they all half a million of them drive out here, and there's this huge area that was put together called Buffalo Chip, mm-hmm. and it is a uh, where, all the, where all the camping takes place. And these women work there, and they want to all become Miss Buffalo Chip, which is to, which is is cow poop, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they and they go on about how great it would be for their career of awesomeness. And it's a lifetime goal and all the rest of this mediocre bull crap. And they're all dumb. And it's just, it's just, you have to, it's hard to hear it because it's all overproduced. It's on the travel channel, one of these things. And they always have to have a lot of music behind there, Ugh, everything. Yeah, so you can't, yeah. it's horrible. But, but you can get an idea of where this country's really going. Ultimate biker babe. It's Miss America with piercings and ink. My name is Cherokee. This is my first time to be at the Buffalo Chip. Um, and we are basically here to just promote the Buffalo Chip and help out with this whole sexy feel of it. I want to be Miss Buffalo Chip. That is my ultimate goal. I'm here to win. Although competing for Miss Buffalo Chip is just another part of their job, Cheryl and the rest of the girls really want to win. To be Miss Buffalo Chip is the next big step in my life of greatness. (laughs) We have to dazzle everyone with our wits and our charm and our good looks. Cash prizes and a trip to Jamaica are at stake. But Misty has her own reason for wanting to win. I want to be Miss Buffalo Chip because I want to come back next year. Duh! Duh! So everyone, vote for me. I want to be Miss Buffalo Chip because I have skull and crossbones tattooed on the backs of my legs. Why wouldn't I be Miss Buffalo Chip? I mean, covered. Being able to party and work at the same time, like, what better job could you have? Yeah, that that really hurt. <laughs> very, very. Welcome hurtful. to America. <laughs> yeah, that hurt. That really hurt. <laughs> now, yeah, I'm I'm trying to say that we can be great, and you're just like demoralizing me. <laughs> Good work. I forgot to say, teach your kids that we have enough lawyers. <laughs> Teach your kid. We have enough. It's okay. Stop. We have enough already. It's okay. Because you're right. All these great ideas become huge liabilities. You can't even do something cool. Send your kid to like nature camp or something. Or to, why? In, why Indian guides? I was a I was a why Indian guide. Remember that, John? No, no. You don't remember the why Indian guides? I never heard of it. Oh, let me see if they still exist. Hold on. Why? Why? As in why? Y? Yeah, as in as in the letter W-H-Y? Y. No, no, as in the oh. letter Y. Indian guides. I wonder if they still exist. Uh, YMCA Indian guides. There you go. 
Oh, YMCA. No, but it was the Y Indian Guide. Here, Y Indian Program. Yeah, Y Indian Guides Program and History. Oh, it's hosted on GeoCities. That doesn't bode well for the Y Indian Guide. <laughs> GeoCities is gone. <laughs> what is Y Indian Guides? For the past 60 years, Y Indian Guide programs have offered thousands of elementary school aged children and their parents opportunities to laugh, love, grow, and learn while spending quality, planned, one on one time together. I remember it. Well, of course, my dad gave up after like three meetings. Thanks, Dad. Because you know, if you if your dad couldn't go, then you know it's like you couldn't really. Get, it was like weird. But you know, we we do like American Indian stuff. You know, it's kind of like it was kind of like a cool Ames. What one to be clean? I'm going to read you the Ames from the Y Indian Guys Org. Uh-uh. Ames one to be clean in body and pure in heart. Two to be pals forever with my father slash son. Yeah, how'd that work out? Three, to love the sacred circle of my family. Four, to be attentive when others speak. In other words, shut up. Five, to love my neighbors as myself. Six, to seek and preserve the beauty of the great spirit's work in forest, field, and stream. Yes. Yeah, that's a winner. No, but you know what? We went into the woods and we, like, made fires and we cooked stuff like, you know, a squirrel. A squirrel. (laughs) Yeah. Squirrel. Absolutely. It was good, and when we we enjoyed the land, and then you know, and then you know, like I remember one kid almost drowned, or like we we're doing a pool thing, and it was good. I'm like, oh man, look at that idiot! It almost drowned. <laughs> it was good. It's good. All right. But well, now you can't laugh when the kids almost drown. Well, but you do have to smile all the time. So how does that work? <laughs> I didn't know anything bad was happening because everyone was smiling. <laughs> hey, what is this uh, Becky asks Adams? Is that worth it or are we not going to do that? Because I've been looking at do that. It. This is a question. The problem is I, I left out the answer, but but just imagine. <laughs> but just a, but it's okay. This, this is what I want you. This is typical with CNN stuff. I want you to assume this person's asking you this question and tell me if you can even make heads or tails out of what she's asking. Because uh, Mark Zuckerberg told us recently in a huge press conference, didn't he, in a huge event, that mobile growth is where it's all at. And he talks about the uh, the new mobile Facebook uh, environment where mobile will effectively be your operating uh, your operating OS on 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 your phone going <laughs> forward. That's where they see the growth. Do these numbers underline that that's where uh, users? see Facebook going forward or not. <laughs> Becky, Becky, if you were a real doll, you'd be taken out of production. Okay? <laughs> this is, this is, what an idiot. Another one that gets fired. But she, they got long-term, long-term contracts on people like this. They can't get rid of them. But she's got the British accent, which gets an automatic pass. This is, I'll leave this, I'll, I will leave you with this being my last clip for the day. This is to, sh- this has to stop, okay? We've, we've got nothing but these moronic Brits um, coming over. It's like they don't have enough going on in the UK. Maybe they've all been pooped out. Like, you know, I don't know. What, 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 what is this with the Brits in our news? And Charlie Rose has uh, the editor, I guess, of the Financial Times. And just, it, you know, when I hear this, it just makes me want to puke. And it's still not entirely clear to me what he's really trying to achieve in terms of legacy. Let's hope that Lionel's right and the legacy will be a big deal on the, on the budget and the debt because that really would be a fa- yeah. fabulous legacy. Yeah. But if we see 3.5% growth 2014-15, yeah. no conflict with Iran, President Obama will go down as one of the top American presidents. Really? 
I believe so. If you think of the Bring conditions... Bring the economy back to three point... No, three and a half. Three and a half, you know, three point five, and, and somehow solid Iran... Solid economic legacy, gives up growing all of its economy, ambition or... No, no war abroad. Right. He'll have brought the troops home. So I'm, I'm writing the biography so, so, already. <laughs> yes, I know you. And you can even hear Rose going, yeah, I know you are. I know you're running a biography. Hagiography is what it would be called, as we've learned from John. But this has to stop, okay? Uh, and I have nothing against British people at all, but the way you're, you are being used here to get ratings, and you probably know it, but it's, it's annoying. It really is becoming annoying to me. And I, you know, we're, I'm, we're going to have to start some kind of campaign where we need to turn you off if you're British and, and I'm doing news here. Go to the BBC. Go work for the big pedo bear. So I have one clip that's interesting because I'm finding more clips like this. Uh, this will be the last clip for me, uh, which are this short, too. It's this kind of weird innuendo that has something to do with the plot, but sounds more like some sexual thing, which is won't take long. What do you think? That's great. It won't take long, will it? <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got. That's great. All right. Well, are, are you sure low donations are because of the of Google, or is it just because of? Uh... Well, we're blaming Google. Yeah, sure. Hey, no people. coincidence. A yeah. coincidence? I think not. Please help us out. Donate.curry.com. Dvorak.org slash NA. Channeldvorak.com slash NA. We need help. Help. Yeah, and also go to the Dvorak.org slash NA site. And then if you get it, if it comes up with a message, go and say, there's nothing wrong with this site. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it, people. And, uh, oh, and by the way, NoAgendaArtGenerator.com is down. Nice. And why is that? I don't know. It's stuff we don't run. Show's over. It's done. Out. History. All our art is now offline. You're going to run us out of town on a rail. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it's related one way or the other. Woot. Uh, no Agenda Producer Update is live on the stream right after the show today. Um, so uh, have fun with that. And, uh, again, we really do need your help, so please support us. It is still the best podcast in the universe, but for how long? That depends on you. Coming to you from Austin, Texas, home of the Y Indian Guides. In the morning, everybody. Uh, I'm Adam Curry. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm John C. Dvorak. Yeah, we'll be back on Thursday, right here on No Agenda. The best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A. What do you think? That's great. It won't take long, will it? Shut up, slave!